Neglected at home, an incredibly lonely 12-year-old spends his days plotting revenge on his tormentors and spending his nights spying on other residents of his apartment complex. His sole friend is Abby, a strange girl who comes out only at nighttime. Both outcasts, the two form a strong bond, but when Abby's caretaker disappears amid a series of gruesome murders, Owen begins to suspect that she's hiding a terrible secret. Welcome to another feature presentation episode of Midnight Double Feature, and on this episode we're going to be talking about 2010's Let Me In directed by Matt Reeves. Mr. Duncan, what's happening, man? What's What's going on, dude? Ah, nothing much, man. I'm just um, ready to talk about this movie. What about you? Uh, yeah, same here, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I hadn't seen this one before. Um, <clears throat> I'd actually seen the original one, let the, let the right one in. So, um, uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. I think, especially with whenever there's a movie and then, you know, uh, something that's based off of before that. And then both of these are actually based off of a book. Uh, so there's like a lot of stuff to get into. Um, but other than that, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, this is our last of our Halloween episodes, part of Midnight mm. Spooky Feature. So I'm a little, I'm a little sad. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I'll, it's not like I can't cover horror shit. Just whatever I fucking want to, anyways. Um, so, so yeah, I'm putting uh, a ban. I'm putting a ban on it until next October. Sorry. <laughs> oh God, no, that's <laughs> that's like when my powers are at their strongest. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to talk about it. Um, you know, like I said, this is going to wrap up our, our, our midnight spooky features. Um, but I, other, other than that, man, I mean, I say we just jump right into this shit. Unless you got anything else you want to say, we got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, we do have a lot of ground to cover. I'll be, I'll be, I'll try and be brief, but, um, as usual, I like to rant about the director a little bit. Uh, do you know much about Matt Reeves? Um, yeah, I know he did Planet of the Apes trilogy. Cloverfield. Um, I know he's really good friends with Abrams, and they both yeah. kind of did some stuff with Spielberg. I know I, I, enough about him. I know he's. You're yeah. talking about him doing the what the the new Batman, yeah, he's doing v Batman, yeah, um, yeah, su- supposedly until it changes again. Uh, I know, um, but yeah, man, he directed. He actually didn't direct all three of the the new Apes trilogy. He directed the last two, um, hmm. which I think are the are the better ones. Um, look, the first one's really good, but. Um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is fucking incredible, man. That middle one is just outstanding. Um, but yeah, Cloverfield. Uh, that's that's when I kind of like got introduced to him, and I was like, okay, this is all right. You know, it's it's fine. It's a good movie. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until Dawn that I was like, holy shit, this guy's a good director. Um, <clears throat> let me in. Uh, gonna be honest, I haven't fully seen it until before tonight, before last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's funny because I'm the one that suggested this movie. Um, so the reason I suggested it was because there's about a five year stretch sometime between 2010 and 2015 where there'd just be like random movies that um, the following story applies to. So I used to, again, used to work at the movies um, and on our, at the movies, you know, if we were in our lunch breaks, we could literally just go in and watch a movie. Um, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... So there'd be like 30 minute sort of blocks of some movies that I've seen. <laughs> um, and basically this is one of them. So I've seen like 
little blo- little blocks of this movie here and there um, during its time in the cinemas. Um, but I, I, I don't remember t- uh, much about it. Like, I didn't remember um, the overarching story. I do remember certain sequences, like the scene where they're at the... Uh, it's, not an, it's not an ice rink. It's just a frozen over lo- sort of lake. Um, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really, really memorable. Um and of course, like I, I did see the end scene where you know in the bathtub, um, that was fucking frightening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I never got around to watching it. I did like it back then when I saw like bits and pieces. It just it's just something that didn't really come across for me. Um, are you? How good are you with vampires? This is our first um, vampire movie. <clears throat> I'd say pretty well. I mean, I like. Uh, I mean, obviously, my first introduction is like the Monster Squad. Uh, that was my first. You know, Duncan Regger from that movie will always be fucking Dracula to me. Uh, as a little side note too, my brother Adam just texted me about an hour ago, and the fucking Monster Squad is coming to a Comic Con about an hour and a half away from me. So I think Ooh. we'll be going. Yeah, I think we'll be going and hitting those guys up uh, and uh, and seeing them. It's, uh, I think it's in Kentucky. I think it's in Louisville uh, for any listeners who are interested. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I know a pretty good amount about vampire vampire lore. Um, grew up watching a lot of stuff: Monster Squad, Fright Night, John John Carpenter's Vampires, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I mean, uh, pretty well versed in the mythos, I guess, except for some you know some, for some hardcore stuff. I think I know like the basics, you know, and a little bit more, you know, uh, of than I guess maybe your average Joe, if 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 I can say so myself. But I, I, I grew up watching a lot of horror movies, so it was just kind of always in there. But it's kind of like, oh, the slasher film or the werewolf or the, or the you know, or the ghost movie or something. They're always kind of in there, and I've seen, like, the staples of them, but I've never really gotten into anything that's, that's somewhat, you know, there's a lot of shitty ones. And there's a lot of really good ones, but the ones that kind of fall in between get forgotten. And I think that let let the right one in and let me in are kind of like that. They kind of fall into that just kind of like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was a movie. You know, I forgot that got made because it wasn't the greatest or the worst. Um but yeah, I know pretty well about vampires. I'm more of a werewolf guy myself. Like, what do you? I mean, what's your knowledge on it? Uh, yeah, my knowledge is it's not it's not extensive, but I mean, look, I do have a handle of it, on it. Like, I, I know I know quite a bit. Like, I know what harms them. Like, I know you know the lore and things like that. Like, you know, if this guy gets bitten, then you know, then they become a vampire and shit like that. So, um, I know enough, um, and I think going into this movie you kind of do need a little bit of like pre sort of knowledge uh because it doesn't it doesn't really work if you don't know enough about vampires i think um especially especially the sort of like beginning sequences um you know they kind of tease you about what she is um but yeah like my um look i like i like bram bram stoker's dracula um you know a lot of people don't but i actually kind of dig that movie it's pretty good Um, i like it yeah 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 um the the movie that i would like equate this to though is interview with the vampire um and not nice nice not the overarching story but um kirsten dunst's character in in that compared to uh chloe moretz's character in this um Mm -hmm. you know they're very different but i i it it is really interesting to see like the two different ways that a young girl can handle um you know this kind of i guess it's a curse right like she uh chloe moretz like hands it handles it like a curse like she's not she doesn't like being this way um right whereas, yeah it's kind of yeah. it's kind of a double-edged sword you know it's like yeah there's pros but there's a lot of cons to it as well 
Yeah, well, I remember playing Skyrim, and like with Skyrim, oh, yeah. you, could, you could uh you could either become a werewolf or a vampire. You can be other things as well, but I remember becoming a vampire, and I was like, "This is fucking shit!" Like, I right. don't want to. <laughs> you have to avoid the sun and shit. Like, I'm good, man. I don't want this. <laughs> so yeah, I I did both. I <clears throat> I think I joined like part of the Dark Brotherhood, and then I joined um um I, I joined that guild that where you where you can be a werewolf and and after a while i was like okay where's the cure for this shit and then that's like a 90 day fucking quest to yeah. go take care of that shit and i was like god dude i regret ever doing this because it's <laughs> there's just so much that it really i mean for a game it really kind of informs you of how much of a pain in the ass this this condition would be you know right exactly it's not until you actually need to carry out the fucking menial chores of a vampire then you know like like the, that you know like what the downsides of it are Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's my knowledge on vampires. Like, it's not, it's not great. Um, but, you know, I, I, I have seen Nosferatu, which a lot of people haven't. So, I, I, I'm glad I have that over everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't even seen that shit. <laughs> yeah, I watched that back in, uh, back in uni. Um, it's, it's okay. It's boring, but. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's just because it's old, but. Right, it's product of his time, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but you know, I could definitely appreciate how that's a that was a thing at its time. Um, um, but yeah, let's get into our thoughts on Let Me In. Um, Colin, what do you think of Let Me In? Um, <clears throat> I think it's pretty good. I think as far as American remakes of foreign films go, it's it's pretty good. It's um, definitely up there, right? Like in terms of remakes, uh, especially American remakes. Right. Yeah, but. Is that a good thing? Because it's like it's kind of like winning by default. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like there's so many bad American remakes of, of foreign films, and you know, or, or yeah, you know, and and they they always you know, with the, ex- with the exception of like maybe The Grudge and like The Ring, um, you know, it's, there's just kind of like this wave of horror in the early 2000s of like foreign things. Uh, but I mean, God, for God's sake, I live in a country where they overdubbed Mad Max because people couldn't understand it. I was like. Dude, Jesus what? Christ! Like that, the, yeah, but yeah, <clears throat> and like the I think it was the first one, and maybe even Road Warrior. <clears throat> there's like an American version with like overdubbed American accents. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> I, I like could not believe it. Whoa! Um, so uh, I I feel like a lot of these movies are just answers to stuff like that. I don't want to get like too preachy, you know, about shit like that. But uh, I mean, you can read a fucking movie. It's called subtitles. It's not going to kill you. I, I can't stand it. I didn't pay to read a movie. It's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's not that fucking hard, man. Um, and, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit distracting, but it's not nearly as distracting as like watching Bruce Lee movies that have been overdubbed with like <clears throat> American accents. It's like, oh, my God, that's that looks and sounds terrible. Um, but I, I, I like this movie. I think it's pretty good. Um, it's not nearly as good as let the right one in. I think let the right one in like, it's like the older brother of this movie. Like the, like this movie's trying to be that movie so bad. And even some shot, I mean, shot for shot, there's so many things that are exactly the same. Um, but there's something about the way that the original one feels to me. It feels, even though it was only made, I think two years before this one in 08, um, it feels like a movie that's much older and it, I think it's, I don't, I don't even think it's, I can't remember if it's set in the eighties or not. I honestly it can't is, yeah. remember. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. I know. Uh, well, are you talking about let the right one in or let me in? Oh, uh, let me in. Okay, cool. So let the right one in. I can't remember what year oh, that that's okay. set in. It, it might be modern day, but how I, I can't remember. Um, it's on Hulu actually, if anybody out there wants to watch it. And this one's on Amazon prime, which was pretty fucking cool. Um, 
But all in all, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the original one. Um, I think as far as American remakes go, it does pretty well. Um, but at what point does... Because there is a lot of stuff. Like, I didn't know if you caught this at all. Um, but there's... there's uh, I, I watched a video that somebody had put together. It was uh, side-by-side uh, side side shot comparisons from this and the original one. And the crazy thing is, I don't know if this is intentional, but there's so much of this that's that's literally the exact same image, but like flip-flopped. So instead of him being on the left stabbing the tree, he'll be on the right stabbing the tree. You know, they're completely opposite hmm. to the point where at the credits of this movie, they're white background on black letters, which is the exact opposite of what they normally are. And I thought that was really weird when I saw it. I was like, is that intentional? Because, I mean, there are at least a dozen scenes in this movie that are just like the flip-flop version of the Let the Right One I think, In. Which I is, think that's cool. I think it's... Uh, I do. I, I yeah. think... It, I, I I do. I like it, and I think it's cool, but I don't know at what point, you know, I I guess there is enough stuff that Matt Reeves does on his own and takes, you know, kind of takes it in his own way and changes it. I wouldn't say it's necessarily for the better, but I guess when you're going to remake something, you know... If if that's the way you envision it, do it the way that you would want to do it. Don't do it just because, you know, that's the original way that they did it. I think Zack Snyder kind of gets in some trouble with that sometimes with, like, his comic book characters and things that he wants to do. He's, like, such a – he's a fanboy to a – like, it kind of, it's kind of detrimental, you know? Um, but all in all, I – I, I I do like this. I think Matt Reeves does a pretty good job. I don't like the whole two weeks earlier thing at the beginning. I just you ever watch Rick and Morty? Yeah, makes me think of the episode where they purge <clears throat> and the guy reads uh, Morty is, yeah. and he he's like, "Oh, you want to cut back to three 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 weeks later when you were still fucking alive?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually I actually don't find the 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 two weeks earlier. Um, I don't. I, I don't hate it, but I, we'll we'll, we'll that, talk about it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's why I like the original. Uh, you know, it, it kind of there's a lot of mystery to it. You don't know why this guy is doing this. You know, you don't know what's going on. And I think the American one's just kind of a little bit more dumbed down for people to understand. And I and it's that's a shame because I think the first one it just does such a great job with it. But this this is good. I just wish that more people knew about. You know, so many people like this movie. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I wish that you know they knew about the original one as well. But all in all, I, I mean, I like it. It, it. it was it was fine. Yeah, so I've actually never seen the original, um, which is going to make for a pretty good conversation because I'd, I'd like to know as much about the original as possible in terms of this remake. Um, mm -hmm. So probably going to put a preemptive uh, spoiler warning here for anyone who hasn't seen Let the Right One In. Uh, because we're probably going to spoil the fuck out of that as well. So right, well, and dude, I mean seriously, they're almost the exact same movie, okay. like minus like one or two scenes. Like that's that's kind of why I say I like Matt Reeves. You know, he changes up a little bit, but I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know. But sorry, go on with your thoughts. No, no, I was just going to say, yeah, um, I I really I like the, I really like this movie, man. <laughs> um, it's it's very it's very different. Um, it's it, it's very it's very intimate. Um, it's it's just a, a simple story about a a, a a brutally brutally tortured teenager meeting another brutally I guess tortured teenager and yeah, um, for, for lack you know, for lack of a better term <laughs> yeah yeah and, and basically you know they they seek comfort in each other and it's just it's kind of beautiful man like and it's wrapped up it's wrapped up around this this uh sort of horrific vampire story you know with brutal slayings and things like that um it's not a conventional conventional movie in that you know the police officer arrests 
you know the killer at the end um mm-hmm. like it's not it's not that at all um and i guess you know it, it takes all of that from the source material so um props to probably let the right one in for that um i think the cast man the cast is so good in this movie not in terms of star power but in terms of how well they they sell they sell what you're seeing on screen uh chloe moretz man she's the mvp for me in this movie she's amazing like um i think it was a year a year before this she was dropping uh c-bombs and f-bombs and (laughs) (laughs) kick-ass it's always crazy to see like a young girl (laughs) like just absolutely like doing shit like no sorry it wasn't a year before this it was the same year kick-ass came out in 2010 so um yeah she played hit girl and she was like violent and and cross and it was it was crazy and then i like her i like her a lot in that that is good yeah, and then she goes over to this, and, you know, it's violent <laughs> as fuck. Um, so, yeah, man, like, she, she definitely sold the character for me. She was really, really fantastic, man. Um, and, dude, <laughs> this guy's becoming a, a regular staple of our podcast, Richard Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he uh, plays easily, the father. He's easily my favorite part of this movie, I'm not going to lie. He is fantastic, man. Like, he's, he's fast, like you know, moving his way up my list because he's, um, the scenes that he's in and it's not, it's not much. Um, I I do, I do wish we did get a a bit more of him. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so tortured, man. Like, it's just so like, I'm done with this. I just want to get out. You know, it's just, it's fantastic. He sells it so well. Um, Cody Smith McPhee, uh, who plays Owen, he's, he's good. Um, I think physically they chose him because of the way he looks physically i think more than anything um like he was in actually he was actually in um x-men apocalypse he's gonna be in the new one as well um he he played night um you know he's 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 good i think it's just you know compared to chloe he's a bit yeah i don't know and i'm not sure if i really took to his character Uh, i don't know the character the characters themselves um i think owen and god Damn it, Kenny. I have a lot to talk about about Kenny, that fucking bully. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I just want to knock this motherfucker out. Like, this this guy's played by Dylan Minnette, by the way, um, who is now famous for uh, 13 Reasons Why. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in that show, and I just want to knock him out in that show as well, because he's just got, like, a punchable face. Um, But in that, it's funny, because he's playing a- a guy whose friend killed herself because she was being bullied. <laughs> and yeah. here, he, here he is. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk uh, about a small world. Like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, but yeah, man, uh, definitely definitely a good movie. A good um, a good atmospheric movie, man. Like the way the way Reeves sets up atmosphere in this movie is really good. Um, the way things are shot, like there are a lot of sort of long takes. Um, the music is fantastic. The music's done by Michael Giacchino. Um, so he did, um, you know, he did Rogue One. He he does a lot of Abrams movies. Um, the I think the music in this is really fantastic. But um, yeah, man, I think it's a good movie. It's um, definitely worth talking about because it does it, it doesn't get talked about at all. Like I barely know anyone who's seen this movie. So. Um, I think it's kind of time that it got its day in the sun because, you know, it, it actually is a really, I, it is a really good movie, in my opinion. Um, because I'm I'm not bringing any of the original from it, so I don't have that kind of perspective. Right. See, that's where I'm kind of torn because I'm like, 
everything I do, I feel like I'm reverting back. And you shouldn't do that. You know, you really shouldn't do that. It's not the same thing. And it, it, but it's it's impossible to at the same time because I do think it's a better film. But but also, it's the first one that I saw. So you're kind of like more. Uh, I, I feel like you're just naturally more loyal to things like that sometimes. But at the same time, I, I mean, if I had seen Let Me In first and then saw Let the Right One In, I'd probably still like Let the Right One In more. So, like, I tried to, like, uh, I'm kind of, like, weighing it back and forth in my head. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, when you say, oh, yeah, I can be objective. No, you can't. You can't fucking be objective. Like, you can't. <laughs> once you've seen, like, the right. first one of something. It's, you, it's in your head. Like, you, it's in your subconscious. You're automatically, without even knowing it, you're kind of comparing it. Right. Exactly. It's It's like... It's like dating two girls that are very similar and you're, you know, you're, you're like, you, you're kind of just like, I know I shouldn't, you know, but man, she used to do this and blah, 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 you know, and you kind of think about shit like that. Um, but Sounds but like you're way. talking uh, from experience there, mate. <laughs> oh, no, no a, a, a long time ago of experience. In a uh, galaxy far, far away. Yeah, with some crazy ass motherfuckers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, very, very, very <laughs> happy. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, very happy those days are, are over with. But, um, but yeah, I uh, I say we go ahead and jump right in. Unless you got anything else you want to say? Yeah. No, I'm good, dude. Um, let's let's get into this bitch. We start off in Los Alamos, New Mexico, in March 1983 with this crazy opening. Um, I I really like. Again, I, I like the way this movie is kind of structured. I like that, uh, you know, we come back to all of this. Like, there's so many questions, like, raised here at the start. Um, obviously, this is Richard Jenkins' character. He's been uh, fucking acid, acided. Yeah. <laughs> acided in the fucking face, neck, and chest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how, how, yeah, how to word that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Either, uh, burned? I don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, but basically, yeah, I like this open man. Um, crazy convoy sequence, uh, police guard, uh, ambulance. It's mentioned that he's a criminal sus- uh, he's a criminal suspect. I thought it was a really great open. Um, it's just something that kind of hits you out of nowhere. Um, and Again, immediately raises so many questions, but we cut over to this hospital um, and we meet this cop. Uh, this cop's played by Elias Cotius. I feel yeah. like I've seen him somewhere. I've never... Dude, he's fucking Sergeant Jack Mullinax in Zodiac, man. Oh, shit. I, I looked that's, over that's, and I was, I was like, like, I was like, man, is this because it's set in it's set in what, 83? I was like, is this yeah. what he's doing after the Zodiac murders? Like, like what the fuck is going on? I was like, nice mustache, Mullinax. Um, well, not only that, dude, but the way the movie's kind of like filmed and shot, it feels like a David Fincher movie. Like a lot of like the way the way the scenes are kind of shot with the lighting because it's really dark. It feels like Zodiac sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. I and, can see and that. Seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he gets a phone call from the reception and, uh, you know, what little girl, how old is she or whatever, um, comes back and fucking the father's taken a dive. Yeah. I, man, the, the way this is one of those things that's great when you watch it from the, from the, uh, a, a fresh perspective later on, once you're inside the room and you understand what's going on and stuff like that. That's one of the only benefits uh, about this scene and why I didn't rag on it too much is because it actually does do it in a different kind of way. Like a lot of movies just want to start with an explosive opening, then cut to three weeks earlier and then go through all the boring shit. 
because we have to give you something hard at first to make you like, oh man, you know, holy shit. And then we get to a bunch of boring stuff. But this movie doesn't do that. It, it it's it's very well with like pacing out a lot of the more action sequences, I guess, or more, more like horror elements, uh, which I think is really cool. You know, we're wrapped up in a mystery right after this. So we've got action. We've got mystery. You know, I'm paying attention. I'm locked in. Where are we going? Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree, man. And like, I, I do, I do like seeing, like later, because when he looks out the window, I mean, she's right there. <laughs> like, I, I, I like that. I like watching it a second time, and she's like, oh my god, she's actually like right there. If he looked to the fucking left, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, yeah. Um, just seeing, so- just seeing something from another perspective is really cool, man. And like, you know, we don't know why at this point. We don't know why the father has jumped was seemingly jumped out the window we we think it's kind of like a suicide and like you know he kind of wrote i guess a suicide letter in 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 a sort of way uh he said i'm sorry abby um and he just you know we think that he just jumped um but it's really cool to kind of get a perspective on it afterwards where that's not really the case right yeah exactly um yeah i i was i was i was pulled in right away uh because i i felt like I felt like uh, there's a family guy where they go see Phantom of the Opera and Peter's in the crowd and he's like, take that mask off. Let me see that pig nose. Like, I felt like I was like, let me see your fucking face, Richard Jenkins. Let me see that (laughs) fucked up face, dude. I was like, man, now now that's the third reason I'm locked into this movie now. I want to see that pig nose scarred face. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Um, I actually do. I think I remember that episode as well. That's fucking great. <laughs> By the way, Family Guy, you know, I used to be into it so much back in the day, but now, like, I'm not. But, you know, mm-hmm. there are, there are like, definitely, like, sequences in Family Guy that apply to my life. Like, like I said off air, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, um, and yesterday I was just inside just playing it, and there's a sequence. This is a quick tangent. There's a sequence in Family Guy where <laughs> Quagmire discovers internet porn. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter's outside and he's like, Quagmire, no one's seen you in days. And he's like, hey, Peter, I've just uh, been checking out some of that internet porn. Like his, his <laughs> voice, his voice is all shaky and he raises his left arm and it's just like fucking veiny and muscly. He, he's got like one Popeye arm. It's like, holy oh. shit, dude. He's um, like, you've been lifting quick- weights? And he's like, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you real quick, uh, guess what the budget for this was? Um... I'm going to say somewhere low uh, because there's not really that much to it. There's no fucking massive actors. I'm going to put it somewhere around 10. Uh, it's 20. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's yeah, kind of- which is okay. surprising. <clears throat> okay. Um, I don't know what it made internationally, but in, it made about $12 million in the USA. I was like, ooh, when I saw it, it's a gross in USA, $12,134,420. I was like, 24.1 million worldwide. How much? 24.1. 24.1. Ooh, barely, mm. barely made that money yeah. back, dude. Instant back. By the way, did you happen to read what the um, author's response was? The author of Let the, Let the Right One In? Because that was based on a book, I think. So. Right, yeah. No, I, I, I think I read a couple things, but which one are you... Uh, what are you on about? No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> What's this fucking Australian on about? Uh, but yeah, basically, it's just kind of him giving praise to it. Um, I'll read it. He just says, I might just be the luckiest writer alive to have not only one, but two excellent versions of my debut novel done for the screen feels unreal. Let the Right One In is a great Swedish movie. Let Let Me In is a great American movie. There are notable similarities and the spirit of Thomas Alfredson is present. Uh, I'm assuming Thomas Alfredson is the director of Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. Um but Let Me In puts the emotional pressure in different places and stands firmly on its own legs. Like the Swedish movie, it made me cry, but not at the same points. Let Me In is a dark and violent love story, a beautiful piece of cinema, and a respectful in- a respectful rendering of my novel for which I am grateful again. So, nice. Yeah, That's cool. He loved it. He loved it. And look, I, I do agree with him. It is a very emotionally charged uh uh, romance movie that's kind of wrapped up around this vam- vampire tale um, that that I that I really appreciated. Um, we meet Owen, uh, mm-hmm. who is kind of uh, it's, it's a bit of a broken broken home, but it's not really his his home. Um, his parents are going through a divorce. Uh, he's Owen's weird. Owen, can we just say it? he's a he's a weird kid? And I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Bullying is never justified. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I like, I, I, it's it's just a little crazy because we see him in, like get a knife and start playing out scenarios. Yeah. I'm like, have you told anybody? Like, have you have spoken you? to a counselor? Like, yeah, or have you ever thought about? I don't know, just like, like, I, I mean, put on a pair of brass knuckles or hit him with a bat. But Jesus, don't fucking stab him, dude. Like, God, like that's just going for a kill shot right there. Like, holy shit! Also, I mean, I ate something. <laughs> like dude well it's like dude i i was I, like i mean everybody experiences their fair share fair share of bullying dude i mean your oh, fucking yeah. last your your last name's ali dude i can't imagine <laughs> oh, the shit sure. the, the, the the fucking shit you had to put up with but um, yeah especially y- around that dull uh 2001 area yeah, I was like, oh, yeah <laughs> couldn't get couldn't couldn't get a good flight then um, no 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 <laughs> but uh um, a lot of background checks yeah um but this kid, I mean, if you think he's weird in this one, you got to see Let the Right One In. That kid is fucking oh. 10 times weirder, man. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, they're, t- I don't want to get too crazy off into it. You know, they're just two different characters from two different adaptions. But, um, but yeah, he's a lot more, I guess, like, I don't know. I guess he doesn't really have as many quarrels with, like, you know, her killing people and stuff like that. You know, he doesn't really have so much of a problem with it. That's what I took away from it. Um, because in this and the and let the right one in, he has like a loving mom, and they have a great home, and he goes and sees his dad on the weekends, like very different. So, you know, for him to pack up and leave is like holy shit! Like this kid must just not have a problem like murdering people. You know, he's kind of crazy a little bit. You know, I mean, he would have to be to pull a fucking knife out on some kids that are bullying him. Like, I get it. Defend yourself, kid. You know, don't let people treat you that way. But holy shit, you just went from two to ten in like point six seconds. I get. I get the practicing with the knife part in his room, which comes a bit later here, but I don't get why you're wearing the mask. Why are you wearing the Hannibal Lecter mask? Like, yeah, right. I, don't, I, 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 get, uh, I get like the revenge fantasy of it, but like, holy shit, kid. Yeah, that's a little weird. And then, like, immediately after this, he's uh, peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, wow. All right. This kid's just fucking swing, batting for the fences in life. I know. By the way, the use of David Bowie's uh, "Let's Dance" is great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you notice it? Um, like with Richard Jenkins a bit later. It's great. No, I did um, not. Oh, it, it's it, it's cool. It's just like a little detail. You know, jumping a little bit ahead, but you know when um, Chloe kills this guy in the um, like in that tunnel, he's mm-hmm. listening to it 
in his Walkman, and then later Richard Jenkins is listening to his Walkman, and it's Les Dance. <laughs> it's just I a little touch. That. It's a little touch that I really like, man. Um, but yeah, he looks out. He looks out the neighborhood. Um, couple of couple of weird characters. There's this weird situation, sexual situation. Um, it's it, I don't know why they linger on it for so long. Um, it's yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Are uh, you talking about the uh, <clears throat> the 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 married couple that lives across yeah. from him? They catch him. Yeah, that that is a, a a a little weird. It's it's a little bit more drawn out <clears throat> and um and let the right one in. Actually, that's like a whole subplot. Um, is her really? getting bitten? Her getting bitten like a little bit earlier on, and she's starting to like experience symptoms of what she is. And the, and let the right one in. They just open the window up, and she's just gone. Like she just sits there and like lets it happen. She doesn't care. Um, but this one's just a little bit different. I that's one of the things I I will say. This movie is a little rushed at times. It it does it does feel like it's trying to cram a, like uh, not a lot of stuff in. Um, but I feel like they're, you know, they're trying to keep it, keep it with pace with what most American audiences watch, which is fair. I get that. You know, um, the Swedish version is a lot more drawn out. Uh, and I, 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 that's kind of why I like it more. It kind of, you know, it's got some, a little bit more mystery to it, a little bit more anticipation. Um, but yeah, they have a whole subplot with these people. Also titty, um, (laughs) <laughs> titty <laughs> did, did we did we is that the same lady with the dog later is that her yeah that's her oh okay yeah um that that actress by the way is like super hot she's she's in supernatural <laughs> um her name is sasha barras she's in hangover oh. as well i think yeah um Damn. yeah but uh owen owen sees a a new arrival a little girl with her seemingly father um and this is, I guess, the first moment, you know, fucking love is first light, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, which, I mean, uh, do you know the term, like what they actually call, I guess, what Richard Jenkins is? Like, he, like he's a, like a familiar. Um, it's oh, kind of he, like. He's credited as the father. Is it the, like, I figured that was like the character name. It's like, it's, but it's kind of like, I, uh, it, I could be completely wrong. Uh, but in like vampire lore, it's kind of like. Uh, Jerry Dandridge in Fright Night, played by Chris Randon. He has a roommate, quote unquote, named like Billy something. But that guy basically watches over him while he's asleep. Like it's somebody who can do things oh. for you during the day, and they 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 set up things for you, so you're not ever, you know. Basically, they're going to look for Richard Jenkins if if they ever find DNA stuff on a body. They're never going to find this little girl. So that's kind of the whole thing. I think even the acid is just like, okay, well, they can't identify me. They can't get to the apartment. They can't figure out where she is, or they can't identify me. Like I See, believe that's the cool, familiar. Man. Yeah, I believe. I could be wrong, but I know at least to some extent the familiar's job is to like protect the vampire during the day uh, and make sure that everything. Because I mean, they're I mean they're basically just like I mean they're really susceptible during the day, so like something has to be done to like protect them and stuff, you know. Because the rest of the world is up and about then, so it makes it a lot harder for them. But that, that I could be wrong on that. Well, I mean, look, that makes fucking perfect sense. But I mean, like that's another thing that I'm saying, man. Like I I think you do need to be familiar a little bit with like vampire lore before you go into um this movie. Totally. Because you just you just won't appreciate some of the some of the vampire like the clues that are there um until like, you know, they they decide to reveal that she is a vampire. Um but yeah, we meet uh the bully Kenny. Uh he's groping a he's groping Debbie from Shameless. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> did, did you ever watch Shameless? It's the the American I, I one. Watched a cu- I watched a couple episodes. 
It's 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 you know what? It's actually fucking great. I I, I dig it. It's really it pushes the envelope. Um, but yeah, it's it. I like it. Um, and we meet um Mr. Zorik. Do you know who Mr. Zorik is? Oh fuck yeah! I just don't, uh, my dogs are uh, hungry. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dark guy, yeah. dude. What is that character's name? The Chechen. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I was just yeah. I was like, okay, Russian dude, got it. Yeah, it, they went for work for a freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, and then we get this kind of locker room sequence. Uh, are bullies like this in America? I have this is such like a, a stereotypical American bully that you see on TV. But I man, <laughs> in high school, no one bullies like this. Not not here. Like, right? No, in in high school, definitely not. I mean, in middle school, there was definitely. There was a habit of like when somebody's taking a shit on a toilet, just running in and kicking the door open, you know, or something on them, or like doing well, like mean, stupid. That's, that's that's kind of a that's just like a prank. But I mean, like I'm talking right. like this, like you 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 literally make the kid like piss himself, right? Like literally, r- literally ripping him a new asshole. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, dude, nice. Jesus. Um, I mean, to some extent, I mean, because I was like, I sympathized with this character because I was like bullied a little bit in middle school, uh, even though I was like fucking 6'2 and like 230 pounds i just like didn't i just didn't use my size like that dude i don't like i don't want to hurt people you know and um yeah but Gentle i never dark. got yeah exactly i never i never got bullied like this kid got bullied like i you know this kid's getting you know death threats and they're trying to like i mean they're this kid is like two this this bully is like two stones throws away from being a bully in a Stephen King novel. You know, it's like this, like the psychopathic Henry Bowers, like kind of like character. Um, because I mean, even though at the end they kind of like start to turn, you know, hey man, okay, that's enough. You know, it's too late at that point. You know, it's it's way too late. Well, I, I kind of um, got those vibes like here in our in our next next scene, but um, like, like I've been. <laughs> Another quick tangent. I've been watching Daredevil. Um, you, you have you been watching Daredevil? No, you're, you're not into that, are you? I've watched like a uh, first couple episodes, yeah. maybe. The new season is fantastic. Um, th- there's a character in that movie, in that in that show, and like they they kind of go into a backstory about how he became like a a psychopath, and like you know, there's a scene where he's a therapist and he's you know giving all these responses, and then the therapist like writes down psycho- psychopathic tendencies, and I'm like, man, this kid would like be immediately pegged as a psychopathic tendency. Oh, hell yeah. Like- hell yeah, dude. Um, actually, real quick, uh, I just Googled this. What is a what is a familiar vampire? The most ignored character in the vampire world is the quote-unquote familiar of the bloodsucker, the human servant who protects his undead master during the day- daylight hours. A consistent part of the va- vampiric legends, the familiar is often, often forgot about altogether. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah. I dig that. Uh, that's awesome. I yeah, like that. That's that's wow, right? You know, it's it's like, but I mean, I I don't know a whole lot of people that would know what a familiar is, you know. But I grew up watching this stuff, so I'm kind of like, I remember some of it, but there's a lot of it that's kind of like, and some movies throw the lore out the window. They're like, oh, that's just shit, you know, that's just shit from movies, you know, blah blah blah, you know, like a lot of them throw it out the window. So you never really know what to trust when you hear it in a movie, Hmm. anyways. Yeah, Um, but you know, Owen, Owen and Abby make first contact. Abby says that I can't be your friend. Um, Why the know, fuck which, are you out there, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, whenever she's like barefoot in the snow, I wince. I'm like, oh, put some shoes oh, on. Yeah. I, know, I know you can't feel anything, but goddamn, man. No, um, dude, I love I love cold weather. I've worked in meat departments before. I'm a mountain man. You know, I love being outside in the cold. Fuck being barefoot, dude. Fuck yeah. that. 
I, I, uh, we don't get we don't get much snow down here. Um, but when I was in Boston uh, earlier in the year, I, I couldn't imagine walking barefoot in that snow, man. Like, oh I fuck just no! See ya. Um, but yeah, yeah. Owen notices uh, the father trying to light up a cigarette, and this is we get this awesome. I love these sequences of Richard Jenkins out on the prowl. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, basically just kind of stalking the the, the prey. Uh, you know, like you said, the fibula, um, trying to get trying to get food for um, Abby. And dude, the garbage bag over the head was really memorable to me. Um, it's just so creepy, man. Apparently, that was his idea as well, Richard Jenkins's idea. Yeah, I was reading that. I I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I I think it's I I like it from a logistical standpoint of we don't want anybody to identify me. We don't want anybody getting back to Abby. You know, blah blah blah. Like, okay, cool. I got that. If you're gonna bring acid, I guess you might as well bring a fucking bag along to cover your face. Like, it just <laughs> but it would just be hilarious if he had never thought of the mask and he's just like, oh, if anybody ever saw me, I was just gonna ass my acid in my face. Like, wow, that was just your go to. Like, you never had a you never had a rev up to that, dude. Like, what the fuck. Um, hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like it. And it reminds me of, um, I think it's like the town that dreaded sundown. It's like an old, uh, like a, uh, an old, uh, horror movie set in like the seventies about a true story, actually a true crime, uh, murder spree that went on like the Texarkana border. Uh, but that's what it reminds me of. It's a guy with like a clock sack, cl- like, like a, a cloth sack with like two eyes cut out of it. Creepy as fuck. Creepy as fuck, man. Like, I, I just, I don't know. There's something about the garbage bag and how simple it is. Um, and plus, like, Richard Jenkins, like, he's got the dead eyes. <laughs> yeah. Behind the bag. And it's just, it's great. Um, but yeah, he grabs this kid at the, at the, at the train crossing. Um, and he hoists him up in this forest. Fucking stabs him. The way the blood just comes out is, ugh, wild. I, dude, I will say that there, there's, like, I don't like the digital effects of this movie a whole lot, but their practical effects look yeah. really good. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into the digital effects. They're a little, little shaky, and look, now that you yeah. told me, now that you told me $20 million, I'm like, why are they shaky? Um, right, yeah, exactly. For something that takes place in, like, four locations of a movie, I'm like, holy shit, what the, what, what happened? Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, we're both talking about the same sequences here, um, but I think if you did those effects practically, kind of like The Exorcist, um, like I'm talking about the spider walk, um, then it could have been a little more horrifying. But yeah, the, I, I do agree the digital effects are a little shaky. Um, but yeah, these these effects, man, with the blood, like the way it just fucking runs down this guy's body, it's ugh. I, um, I did laugh. I did laugh a little bit when Richard Jenkins starts strangling him at the railroad tracks because a that is the shortest train I've ever seen in my life, and <laughs> and, and b. What's like the dude? The dude is in drive. Like all he does is take his foot off the brake, and you guys drive into a train. Like, did you not think that ahead? Like, and I was t- I was totally expecting the car to go like start going forward and get hit by this train. And I was like, oh holy shit! Because I, I it, it's actually going back to Zodiac. It reminds me when he kills the cab driver. He's like, uh, he's like, why'd you reach over the thing? Because you're because you're an idiot. Well, you let him put it in park. That means you're not an idiot. I was like, ah, okay. Mm. So like, that's just I know that's so fucking nitpicky, man. But that's the first thing I was thinking of. I was like, dude, that car's gonna get destroyed. And when it didn't happen, I was like, ah, oh, well, fuck, whatever. Movie See, bullshit. That didn't, that didn't even occur to me. I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Richard Jenkins. Uh, I keep saying Richard Jenkins, the father. Uh, you know, loses the blood essentially and uh owen comes home and you know fucking hears this this like confused the fuck out of me at first man i was like wait where's this third person 
Like, you know, it really, it fully worked on me. Um, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, I didn't realize at all until she starts speaking in that guttural voice. um, Yeah, that's terrifying, man. It is terrifying. And like, I I love the way the movie makes you think that there is another person there that, you know. Um, But yeah, she's, she's furious (laughs) because now she's going to starve. Well, then, dude, just the, I mean, the. For the way that they shoot it, as well as you know, Richard Jenkins, he—it's he, that angle of like empowerment, yeah. you know, where the, she's looking down on him, which is really weird. For I mean, he's obviously sitting, but you know, like uh, just the way the way it makes her look so imposing and terrified. But I think what's even more terrifying is how Richard Jenkins could not give a fuck. He's like, oh, "What am I supposed to do?" You know, blah blah blah. Like he's just kind of like. You know, what if maybe I just want to get caught? You know, maybe I'm just getting sloppy. You know, maybe I'm just tired of all this, Um, which is actually a little bit of a departure from the character in the original one. Uh, Obviously, in the original one, he's like, I'm sorry. You know, I'll 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 go get something again if I can. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like there's never like I, I, I don't mind the angle that Richard Jenkins plays it from. Like, basically, he's just been doing this for so long that it's like he doesn't even know how to do anything else anymore. It's like, I don't I don't know what to do. You know, he's like, I can't just go out and live a normal life now. You know, they've been friends yeah. for so long. I, I, I like the character's um, arc a little bit more in the original one because there's more of like there's more of an emotional relationship between them in that one, which I feel like if you right. were going to be with somebody for that long, you know, you'd have you'd have one hell of a relationship with him, you know? Oh no, absolutely. So, so by the way, I just want to get some clarification on on the father. So, are we from the photograph later? Are we meant to believe that that's him, and this is right. kind of he's aged, and you know, this is like they were in a relationship or something? Right. I I just took it as I don't I I don't I guess they were in some kind of relationship. I assume that he's basically the old Owen. Like basically, he was like Owen. You know, an outcast picked on, you know, she probably he, he needed her. She needed him. It just worked out that way. Um, and and basically, I think now he's just kind of getting to the point where he's just like, you know, yeah, I don't really enjoy doing this anymore. Right, right. And, and do you think that, you know, the way the way she's kind of like, do you think that she's trying to get Owen to replace the father at all? See, now that's that's another thing. Like if that's her sort of motivation throughout the movie, like is she actually is she actually in love with Owen or is this uh kind of like a I need to replace I need to survive, I need to replace the father. Right, which is what it comes across as. It absolutely does. He even says, I'm tired of doing this, maybe I'm just getting sloppy, I want to get caught, blah blah blah. Um and then she starts talking to this boy, but it contradicts everything that she said. I, I you know I can't be your friend, right? It's like, well, why do you come down here? You you go down there two nights in a row when he's down there. If you don't want any contact with him, stop going down there. You know, so it's like obviously you want something from him, which is why I I, I personally don't care for the way that the that um that Abby is in in, in this movie versus Let the Right One In. Um, she she actually even though she is still emotionally attached to the father um she's you know she wants someone who's like her age you know she's like i want somebody who's like fun you know she's like i forgot i I kind of forgot how to have fun like as a kid yeah even though i am however you know dozens or hundreds of year old years old that she is um emotionally she's still a 12 year old kid you know and she wants to go out and have fun and be with you know 
she wants to be a kid again, you know, and then that, you know, I don't want to constantly be living with just this, you know, 60 year old guy, you know, and we do crossword puzzles and, and go to bed at 830. You know, she's like, I want to I want to I want to go out and have fun, you know, and be a kid again. I'm like, I think that I think that's a, a better take a on better the character. Yeah. yeah. In my uh, opinion. No, no. I mean, look, I'd, I'd rather get at someone else's perspective because like it, it doesn't I, I'm not I wasn't too sure. Um but yeah, we get the scene with uh, Abby and Owen again uh, with the Rubik's Cube. Um, you know, there's nothing sort of major here. Ba- basically, they're just building their their, their, their bond. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, essentially at the end of this scene, she's starving. Um, like I like the little the little touch of her, like you know, stomach growling, and she just drops the cube. And and then the next scene is her feeding. Man, like let's talk about this scene. Yeah, that shit's fucking. Uh- and this this is great, you know. This is basically this is what the familiar is supposed to do. This is why I don't I don't go out and do this shit because now there's more of a direct line to me. Um, and this kind of, I guess, in a way, like violates their relationship because it's like, well, what am I here for if you're just going out and doing this stuff on your own now? So I think that gives even more credit to she's trying to replace this guy with Owen. Um, but this scene. I, I love it and I hate it at the same time because this guy's just so nice. You know, he's just like, hey, sweetheart, like, what's wrong? So you know, nice. He's so fucking nice, dude. And like, I mean, just totally gets shafted. Um, and, you know, I mean, other than that, I actually I I do. I like the special effects here more than anywhere else. Um, I think that they do them somewhat well, not 20 million dollars well, um, but they keep it in the dark. They keep it fast and they keep it in a way where you kind of can't tell exactly what's going on. And that works for me. You know, that's 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 OK. You're not giving me like, you know, it's it's kind of like less is more. I don't see as much going on. So I'm kind of I, I see it in front of me, but it's hard to make out. So I'm kind of having to put pieces together myself. And that's fun. That's exciting. I, I, I do. I definitely agree with you, man. Like, I think this is where the effects kind of hold up the best. But I think the movement is still a bit unnatural. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of what they're going for. Like. Um, but I do like the way they set it up, man. It's very like again, Reeves. The way Reeves sets up atmosphere, the way this this tunnel is shot, the way she's just kind of like crouching and like you know he just props her up, who carries her, and she just attacks. It's fucking brutal. Like the sounds in this movie are fantastic. Like the sounds of the the flesh tearing and the bones breaking. It's great. Yes. Um, um I do. Um. Oh. What was I gonna say? Oh, whatever. Um. <laughs> I, I was gonna say my my favorite part of that tunnel scene though has got to be the last. It's the last time she slams him up against the wall. She gets her feet on the wall and just shoves, yeah. and it's such a force. I was like, holy shit, dude! And like, she's like powerful, man. Like she's yeah. strong. Um, actually, I was going to say, I kept thinking back to about um Kirsten Dunst's character in uh, Interview with a Vampire, like. She kills because it's fun, um, mostly mm. because it's fun. Like, she she kind of, like, gets gets this whole uh, early-age naivete about being a vampire. She's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm immortal, um, you know? Whereas Chloe in this does it- uh, I keep saying Chloe. Abby um, does it out of necessity, out of survival. Um, and I think, mm. I think that, like, I really like comparing those two- those two comparisons because, you know, they're both little girls. They both have different mindsets about uh, about being this being a vampire. It's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, that fucking brutal, brutal attack, man. Uh, but Owen finds the solved Rubik's Cube in the morning. Uh, and we cut over to the school, I believe. 
Well, uh-huh. I was going to say after before that, um, that's where we get Richard Jenkins dumping the body. Um, oh, yeah, that's we come, right. We he's come back like, to that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah, no, he's like, he's like, I have to. He's like, you're making me do this. I have to go do this. Can clean this up for you. Um, you can hear it through the wall. It's great, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's again the is it the familiar or the familial? What, what, what was it? Oh, uh, you just yeah, the familiar. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't again. I mean, it's basically the father because we don't know that. I mean, it starts with an no. F and it ends with an R. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> So getting, um, getting back to the fucker, I mean the father, I mean the familiar. The, um, one the thing, one, yeah. The the one thing that I do like, and I don't want to cut you off or jump too far ahead. No, no. Uh, but if I don't say this, I'll fucking forget it. Is the, you know basically like you said, he dumps the body. Uh, we get that pole, which we'll come back later. But then when we see when we see Owen going to school, what I think is uh, what I think is crazy is you know he walks past that memorial to the kid that Richard mm. Jenkins kills earlier. But he's got the Rubik's cube in his hand, and he's just like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" And it's like, "Dude, your your source your source your source of enjoyment is you're seeing this in your hand." Just like, "Oh my god," is the cause of the morning literally right next to you. I was like, "Yeah," I thought I thought that was so crazy. This kid is just, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" And then literally right next to him, it's like, "Holy shit, these events are so yeah. right." You these events are so closely together, and you have no idea. And I, I thought that was great. I thought that was fucking genius and that's that's where this movie pulled me in and i was like okay that's cool i like that uh, this is kind of smart I, I, i'm enjoying this some nice little touches man um but yeah we get this scene back at the school uh basically uh the bully oh, fuck this kid i just like, i hate this kid so much man i like i know i know on the podcast like i, I bag kids all the fucking time <laughs> but this kenny kid like he just sees like um owen writing and he's like i gotta do something about this like well, he just um, looks what do, what do you think you're doing pulling out your pad and pen and trying to get an education at the place where we come to get an education? <laughs> He's like, what right, the fuck? Exactly. Because, like, immediately after this, he's like, what were you writing? Like, what, what do you think, kid? He's in school. Like, Yeah, right. Turn around and show him the Morse code and be like, figure it out, dumbass. Go right ahead. Oh, Go fucking fuck. right ahead. This kid is brutal, man. Um but and and look, I'm I'm sorry I'm sorry, Matt Reeves. I don't know if this is in the original, but I think it was a little bit on the nose with the Romeo and Juliet. I could have done without that. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I'm good. You know, star-crossed lovers ends in tragedy. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the scene in the in the bathroom. Fuck this kid. I just I can't. You know, have you seen the movie Twenty One and Over? No. Huh. It's just like a teen, like kind of like a Project X comedy. Like it's not great, but there is like one great moment. It's basically like a school bully. I think it's a college bully, and uh, he's got like a couple of cronies, and the cronies are always like, "Yeah, yeah, get him, Randy, get him, Randy." And then like at the end, one of them because there's this like overly like homosexual vibe that these cronies always have in this in these yeah. movies. One of the cronies is like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, fuck me in the ass, Randy," and they all just like stop. <laughs> they all just stop and just. Look at him. They're like, "What?" <laughs> well, one thing: who goes to college to be a fucking bully? What a loser! I, I pay eighty grand a year to come here and fucking <laughs> give you wedgies and dunk your head in the toilet. Well, you're a dumbass, dude. I don't uh, have to tell you. <laughs> well, it's America. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he gets a, a nice little cut to the cheek, um, and then we get another scene with uh, Abby and Owen. Basically, Abby just tells him, "Hey." you got to fight back, which I've been, like, screaming at him the whole fucking movie. Right. Um, 
She's and he's like, there's three, and she's like, well, that means you got to fight harder. So I do like these sequences of like her helping him, um, you know, trying, try to overcome like his uh, his lack of confidence, I guess. Right. Yeah. Which is, I, I think that's, I don't know. Part part of me feels like you could also make the argument that she's kind of, uh, I don't know what's the right word. She's kind of like hurting him, like she's kind of training him almost to like. Yeah, I need you to be defensive and be able to protect yourself because when I'm asleep and people show up, you know, like I'm training right. you to be the, my new familiar. Um, right. And also, I don't want to go and past this. Real- I don't know if that is a thing in the movie. Like, I kind of wanted to go that way. Like, that's why I brought it up. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's the author's intention for uh, Abby to make Owen the new the the new father. Like, I don't right. know it if make, that's a it, thing. It makes her kind of like a manipulator, you know, in yeah, a way. Which but- I kind of, yeah. But I really I like her character. I don't know if uh... I, I I like her character too, and like I don't hate it um, because I think that she loves him as much as she can love someone, as much as she can. I mean, do you think this is the first guy? You know, you think even Richard Jenkins was the first guy? Like, no. I mean, these guys are probably seventh, eighth, ninth somewhere in a line. You know, of people who have devoted their lives. You know, to her, she's like, I, you know, I just I can't love you as much as you love me. I just can't do that. Like, that's a concept that's tackled really well in a one of my favorite movies called Man from Earth, which we'll definitely cover someday about someone who lives forever, and they're like, you know, I have to have some kind of companionship, but I can't love someone like they love me. You know, and it's 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 really interesting because it's like. Well, I mean, do you just go without loving someone because you get to live for so long? Like, that's not that's unfair. But at the same time, you can't ever you can't say, you know, I'll be here forever. I mean, I guess you can. It's kind of like being a Highlander or something. I don't fucking know. But (laughs) um, but either way. Yeah. And I don't want to go past the scenes with his mom, too. Basically, you know, his mom's. I guess she, which is the weirdest thing. She's like a religious alcoholic, which is like an oxymoron itself, which is crazy. Uh, but just going through the divorce and his dad is just basically absent, uh, except for a few phone calls. Uh, do you know who his dad is on the phone? Uh, no, sounds very familiar though. It's fucking Elias Cotillas. It's, uh, it's the cop from the beginning. <laughs> oh shit. Really? Yeah. They just get the same guy. Oh, that's cool. I was like, yeah, I thought it sounded familiar. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, I, I love, I love when you see people get like duplicate roles and stuff like that. Double roles. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Fucking earth. Um, yeah, uh, this, this is, this is kind of like, uh, a hint when Abby kind of walks in and, you know, the father's leaning up against the wall, listening to uh, Bowie on the fucking, uh, Discman, I guess. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she's, and then she's like, move. (laughs) Like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and they get, get to work on their Morse code. Uh, Owen steals some money out of his mum's uh, wallet and they head off to the, is this an arcade? It's not an arcade. It's kind of just like a just a store, right? I think it's a pharmacy. I believe yeah. when she goes and pukes outside, you can see a pharmacy sign. So I'm like, this has got to be the most happening spot within 10 miles of this kid, though. Yeah, probably. Um, but I, I do I do like their, their relationship just kind of building. Like, you know, she seems so... If my theory is right and that she is trying to coax him uh, into becoming the new father, she seems so hesitant to do that because she kind of likes i think i get a feeling that she really likes this kid right yeah especially when he's playing the miss pac-man he's showing her how to play the way she looks at him i'm just like yeah like if you, there's something even if you are being manipulative and uh i mean a quote-unquote manipulative you know and you're just basically using this person like i i think 
I, I let, let's say nothing happens. Owen goes and lives a totally normal life, and she finds somebody else. She still goes back and checks up on Owen, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, dude. I, I definitely think that. And I she mean, does why, at the end, right? Exactly. I was just about to say, why else would does she come back? You know, as yeah. I think that it's just a prime example. So yeah, there's as much love as as there can be in that kind of relationship. It's it can't be. A hundred percent of a two-way street. I, I I don't think you know she loves him about as much as she can. You know, right? Exactly. Um, she throws up the candy, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was cool because, like, when she ate it, I was like, "How's this gonna work?" Like, right? Yeah. Immediately, she throws it up. Um, Owen, would you like me even if I even if I wasn't a girl? I'm like, oh, that's a it's a deal breaker, Owen. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, apparently, this is a nod to uh, the novel because. Uh, it's something I, I believe they leave out even in the in the original. Um, but basically, uh, she she is actually like a boy. Uh, however long ago back when she was younger, she was castrated and th- then turned into a, like a vampire. Uh, so it, it gets really kind of like nuts in the book. Um, and like I, I think it's actually the vampire that turns her is the one that did. It. I'm not 100 percent sure. I can't remember. Um but I, I think I think there is kind of like a quick shot of something in the original one uh, where it shows him like peeping through the door, like in this one when she's changing, you know, that kind of thing. I think it's I think it's a shot like that that kind of gives you an idea of what's going on with the downstairs mix up. Um, but but either way, it's 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 really kind of crazy. Uh, the book, how di- even though they're all very similar, they're all very different at the at the same time with how they handle like things like that, you know. Right. Right, so right. Zoheb's uh, like, I did not see that coming. No, <laughs> you're so fucking poor, dude. You're just I'm like <laughs> so fucking blind. Like there, there is there's actually a lot to this movie than I thought there was. <laughs> Boy, that's that's wild, man. I, I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, Colin over here talking about castrating children. That's nice. I'm like, we went from zero uh, to 100 uh, real quick. He's like, uh, 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 m- moving on. <laughs> moving on, sir. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we get this. Uh, uh, one of the one of the rare touching scenes between Abby and the father um, that I really like. And this is, this is kind of what lends credence to the fact that I think that they used to be sort of lovers when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like a, a hug. You know, um, well, you know, yeah, some kind of affection, you know. Yeah, he's preparing to go out uh, and fucking murder some fools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, he's going out and disposing of the body. Sorry. Um, that's what he's doing. But yeah, again, another like really, really refreshing to to see. Um, oh, no, sorry. Wait, he's actually dumped the body, hasn't he? This right. is, no, yeah, he this is, is where he's going out. Yeah, this is where he's got the acid and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite sequence in the movie. Um, like just the way this is shot, uh, the tension. I really, really like the tension here. Um, this, uh, for some reason, this feels really zodiac. Um, the way he's just kind of lying down in the back, and you know, the kid notices his feet at the at the gas station, and then you know, shit pops off from there. But what I really like, man, um, and I like it in every movie that it happens in. It happens in Mission Impossible Five, a car crash that takes place inside the car. Like Hell yeah, the- dude. Dude, like whenever the camera just is is like stable, it just looks awesome, man. It's fucking fantastic. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that man. whole thing will almost cause you motion motion sickness. It feels so like, uh, 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 you're like, holy shit, dude! Like I, f- I feel like I'm just in a tire getting pushed down a hill. I'm like, what the right. fuck is going on, man? 
but not only that, like the 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 sounds, man, the sounds, the crunching metal, like it's the glass shattering. It's 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 great. Um, really, really well done sequence, I thought. But um, yeah, the car crashes, uh, and the father, you know, can't identify, can't have himself identified. So fucking pours acid everywhere. Oh, dude. I mean, why that? Like, why why that? I don't. I don't like. I mean, there's a. I'd rather just strap a bomb and just blow myself to bits and pieces. It's like, fuck yeah. that, dude. Like, mm. Jesus. Like, have you burned your fingerprints off and pulled all your teeth out, too? Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it is It is a bit weird. But, like, uh, it's also, like, I don't think there's acid out there that is like this, by the way. Um, like, uh, you, you can't... I remember, like, looking into this during Breaking Bad, because Breaking Bad, they used to dissolve the bodies in acid. Mm-hmm. Um you can't get yeah, acid that's, like this. That's why you were looking it up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he says, Abby, let me, before he chucks the acid all over him. Um, you know, it's it's nice. Um, but yeah, essentially, that's that's why we, we find out that's why he's uh, being, uh, being you, uh, uh, escorted by police guard. Did you, uh, did you catch the song that's playing? I, I don't, maybe this is... Maybe I'm looking into it a little bit too much, but no, what was it? I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm oh, burning for you, and I'm like, dude, okay. is that is that? I mean, maybe that's a little nod to like, you know, oh, I'm literally <laughs> going to burn myself. Like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I I'm might sure have been looking like into that. Little, yeah, no, no, no. I think I think you're on the ball. I, I I think Reeves is a is a smart enough director to put that in. So, and I'm not gonna lie, I fucking love me some blue oyster cold. We need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Abby, Abby hears over the radio that, you know, someone's been burnt with acid. Maybe this is why. Like, maybe this is why the acid comes into play. Like, if she hears it, then she, like, knows that the father's gone. Could be. Because I don't know. Because it's be. so specific. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's a very specific way to, to, yeah. to die. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, you know, it, if, it's a blo- if it's a bomb, then she's like, oh, it's just another terrorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know. Right. Uh, but she goes to the hospital. She wants to know what floor, where where the father is, and you know, tenth floor. Uh, nurse notices her with the fucking bare feet again, man. And I'm just like, get your yeah, thank you, nurse. Get your ass out there and chase her <laughs> down because because damn. Uh, but I really really like this shot of her climbing the building. Um, great great wide shot, and it's just her climbing the building outside the window. Um, and her and the father share this great moment before she, I guess, sucks him off. <laughs> for lack of a better term. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Someone had to say it, man. It, it was a vampire movie. It had to happen. Yeah. Well, dude, what I, what I really love about this scene is uh, the way that she's like, you know, can I come in? And he's just like, I can't. I can't say, yes, you can come in. He's like, you know, I can't. I can't even talk. Yeah, you know, I was like, holy mm. shit. Yeah, that's that's like such an important feature of that. I was like, holy shit. Um, I mean, but he, I mean, I got to say Richard Jenkins looks great. When, when they pour, like, I mean, makeup, I mean not, yeah. not, 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 not like great, you know, hey, he's but, a handsome <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but, um, but yeah, I just, just the way he looks, I was like, everything about this movie, I will say takes all of the gorier elements from the original one and just dials them up like two notches. Like the guy doesn't look this disfigured and let the right one in. Like, um, like, like, uh, a lot of the violence and stuff is turned up just a little bit. And I feel like that's just, you know, that's just what we're accustomed to. You know, that's what I'm accustomed to as a American horror, uh, as Amer- uh, growing up an American horror, like viewer. Um, but I, I like it though. At first it kind of turned me off and I was like, you know, but 
I'm not going to lie. If I, you know, I feel like Peter Griffin in that audience, like, show me that big nose. You know, it's like, I want to <laughs> see that shit. Uh, so I can't fully sit there and like, like thumb my nose at people for liking that stuff. I'm like, nah, I fucking love that shit too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, she, you know, drains him, um, drains his neck, guys. Come on. Don't, don't, uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, and he takes a tumble. Um, I like the way that shot as well. It's kind of like this overhead shot and he just like, falls off the falls off the ledge um and you know we we cut back to the policeman um and he looks out the window and abby's right there on the left um i just thought it was cool man it's a, it's a cool uh it's just a cool different take on on the on the on the movie um you know just doing different things um but yeah after this we cut back to uh abby i guess she flew off yeah, I guess so. I guess she just, just I like, fucking. I, I like the I like the way the movie kind of like goes around the 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 more goofier elements of of vampires. Um, yeah, like I remember uh, interview with a vampire. Like the the things that didn't really hold up was them like flying and floating and shit. Right. Um, so I'm glad that that's in here. But yeah, um, we're gonna cut to a break. But before we cut to the break, I just want to talk about this scene quickly. Um. Basically, it's Abby lying in the bed with uh, with Owen, and she's naked. She naked, right? She's naked. right. Yeah, that's that's what I took away from it. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I was, and I was kind of surprised by this. I was like, man, as as time goes on, more and more, you know, the scenes like this, especially when you have underage actors. Um, and I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how old she was when they were. Was she like fourteen or fifteen when they were somewhere filming this? around there? I think she was um, actually a lot younger. Um, right. Yeah, because twenty ten. So. Yeah, so either way, it's like, man, you know, um, I mean, I'm sure she's an adult now, but still, it's like, dude, that's, that is, that's fucking, I couldn't, I mean, how do you even film that on set? Like, I mean, how do you film having someone who's underage, like, take their clothes off? Like, that's weird. Like, I have no it, idea. Yeah, and, and, and I, you I'm need, honestly. like, a body double, maybe a short body double or something. I right. Know. I mean, some Linda Blair, Eileen Dietz <laughs> shit from, like, Exorcist, um. But yeah, I just I, I was I'm I was surprised that this scene actually was in it. The foreign one, it's totally in it, and I totally get it. And they're actually like both completely naked. And I was like, okay, this is a foreign film, though. I understand, you know, blah yeah, blah blah. Weird. Yeah, but it <laughs> but it is fucking weird though. It is very fucking weird. Uh, I was like, okay, this is like. But at the same time, I mean, I don't like. Eventually, they are going to have this lifelong like relationship and blah 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 so i'm like i, I it does it doesn't really phase me i'm not saying like i'm upset by it it just surprised me i was like wow i'm actually surprised this got left in the movie yeah well i mean she uh, owen asks if uh if you know she she can go steady um which i've never really heard of but put that way i like that you know yeah, what is this what is steady? this the 50s yeah <laughs> i know right um and she like hesitates which uh, another reason I think again is kind of like why I don't know maybe she's not doing this I don't know I'm so confused but yeah she like pretty much wants to make sure that uh, you know we <laughs> if we're steady then no sex <laughs> she's like <laughs> right, yeah. it doesn't come with anything else <laughs> um, she wants she fully on wants to make sure but yeah basically they go steady and you know they become a thing. Um, and that that that's pretty much it for this scene, man. Uh, what do you think about taking a break right here? That sounds good to me. Fucking awesome. We'll be right back, guys.
Hey guys, it's Zoheb just breaking in the middle here. Uh, we've got a few things that we just wanted to put out there for any newcomers, or if you're not part of our growing community, maybe this could benefit you too. Firstly, we just wanted to let the newbies know about our episodes and the way Midnight Double Feature is currently structured. As you know, right now you're listening to one of our feature presentations. When we started the podcast, we basically built the show around our feature presentations. These are movies that we choose to cover and basically go through everything in the movie that's worth talking about sequentially. These episodes are generally longer, and we're definitely looking at options to spice up our feature presentations by getting guests on, very much like LSG Media's Matt Anderson in our Get Out feature presentation. We also have our upcoming attraction episodes. Typically these come out during the week and are much shorter than our feature presentations. These are hosted by Matt Vella and basically consist of a conversation between Matt and I about any movie news that's worth talking about, quick reviews of movies that are currently out in the cinemas, and other hijinks. Finally, we have our special features. These are usually one-off special episodes that are mostly experimental and don't really have any specific definition. They could be a sit-down with a cast or crew member, a conversation between the hosts, or just a straight-up different thing that might not even relate to film. Before I let you get back to the episode, I just wanted to thank our listeners and supporters. We definitely couldn't have done any of this without your guys' constant support. If, for some reason, you're not a part of our growing community, head to our socials. We've got two pages on Facebook, Midnight Double Feature, which is our main page and has our formal announcements, and we also have the After Party, which is where we post memes, news, and teasers of what's next to come on Midnight Double Feature. We're also on Instagram, which is at Midnight Double Feature, and Twitter, which is at MDFPod. Thanks again for listening, guys. Back to the show. Hey, guys, we are back. Um, freshly squeezed, as always, as I like to say. Um, <laughs> like a fucking juicy lemon. Um, <laughs> we are, yeah, we're kicking it right back out, right back off uh, with Let Me In. Um, this field trip to, like, it's not. It's not an ice rink. It's just a, a frozen lake. Does this happen? Like, do, do I don't, it seems pretty dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Like, yeah, no, I, I've, I've never gone on a field trip like this, but you know what? Fuck it. It's the eighties, man. You know, that's like, that's, <laughs> oh, like the that's, par- right. that's like the parents and stranger things. It follows this. Like they're all kind of just absent for the most part. Cause they're just like, oh, it's the eighties. Yeah, right. Go have fun. <laughs> like I'm surprised the fucking teacher's not smoking in the kids' faces. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and you kids want a cigarette? Right, but th- again, this is uh, this is a scene that was really, really memorable to me. Um, you know, basically, Owen's dealing with his fucking shitty bullies, and he smacks fucking sh- cunt face in the head. Love it. Yes. Um, love it, man. It's it's great. But like, um, old uh, old Chechen, old fucking Mister, where's my dogs? <laughs> that's why. That's why we bring dogs. Uh, Sees it, goes to goes to uh, you know help him out, but uh, eventually, essentially, the kids just start screaming, right? And I guess uh, I guess the teacher's like, "Well, I've seen that. I don't know what this is. So I'm gonna go check this out because, damn, um, they find a severed hand, which is wild. Um, and dude, I'm not even kidding. The scene after that when they're uh, bringing the body up, oh, wild." Right. I, yeah. I I thought I thought that was fucking crazy how all this comes back in, how small this world is, you know, because it's this big, you know, like yeah, you know, he dumps the body right there, and there's this literally the stick that Richard Jenkins shoves him with is the weapon he uses to hit that kid in the fucking head. I was like, man, it's all connected. You know, it's crazy. Right. And it's 
It, and it's not, it's really not Richard Jenkins's fault that the, the lake froze, right? Like, I mean, like, it's just natural. It's just something that happens. Um, but yeah, man, like when he gets excavated and like, I honestly remembered, I thought I saw like his body, like a flat version of his, of his body. But I guess it was just, I'm remembering Han Solo and Carbonite. <laughs> right. I, I think when they pick him up, I think most of his body, like, because I, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's like a severed hand. I think most of his body's intact. I'm pretty sure because I think she just drains him and runs. Um, but I, th- I think it's just his hand sticking up out of the water. Like they see him basically, you know, kind of like face down, ass up in this water, uh, frozen. And that's you know, because it, it is like they literally cut him out with chainsaws and haul him out like Han Solo and Carbonite. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Owen has a conversation with, I guess, the principal. Um, you know, it's it's doesn't really go anywhere. We could um, we could suspend you for this. Oh, really? These three kids were about to murder me, and I and I fought in self defense. Fuck you, yeah, kid. I fought in self defense. Um, you know, I have witnesses who's probably seen me piss myself on the floor because of these three kids. But nah, nah, that's cool. You can suspend me, <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> Owen Owen notices a uh, full scale investigation going on in the apartment across. Uh, obviously, that's the dead guy's apartment. Um, and yeah, and, uh, the policeman comes to ask a few questions, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he, yeah, he hits up Cody and then immediately goes over to the next apartment. And, uh, yeah, so that's that basically, even though Richard Jenkins is totally in the hospital, you know, they just haven't been able to identify him and figure this out. So, I mean, time's, you know, time's fucking ticking though, man, you know, clock's ticking. They're going to eventually figure out, you know, they're, they're starting to get onto him, you know? Yeah. I was like, "Who the fuck is Cody?" And then you're like, "Oh, okay, it's the kid. It's the kid." Because like you use his, you use his actor name, and I was like, "Oh, oh that, that, sorry, yeah, oh no, 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 that's cool." Because I do it all the time, but it, like it threw me off. I was like, "Who the fuck is Cody?" <laughs> I, I I totally winged that. I had no idea his name was Cody. I just said Cody. I was like, "Holy shit!" All right, whatever. But um, um yeah, we cut back to the school again, and basically, um, Cuntface is being bullied by his. I guess it's his brother. Yeah, his uh, older brother. Right, and this is kind of speaking to how bullies are kind of formed, right? Like, usually bullies are bullied, um, and then they just it, they just pass it down the line. Right, he um, even uses the same, hey, little girl, you know, it's hey, like the same girl. language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, I liked. I'm, and I'm glad that this is sort of the only sort of moment of this that we get. Like, we don't, I'm glad that Matt Reeves is like, oh, we should feel some sympathy for Kenny. Like right. throughout the whole movie, I'm glad that that's not a thing. I'm glad it's just here because I, uh, you know, I appreciated this. Um, but yeah, uh, the 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 brothers are fucking, you know, major major douche, major right. douche. And I, I love you. Actually, get to see Owen, uh, kind of like revel in seeing him get tormented about it. You know, because even the, even his buddies were kind of giving him shit. You know, at first, but then the brothers like really giving him shit. Right, right, exactly. Um, our next scene is with uh, Abby, Abby and Owen again. Uh, Abby kisses Owen, uh, and he takes her down to his fucking rape dungeon. <laughs> yeah, that shit is weird, man. Like uh, it's just some little spot. I guess it's like a utility something. I don't know something. Uh, but either, something that, like where none of the adults go down there. Nobody seems to really know about it. Is um, that in the original? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was uh, okay. Fine, fine. Um. But yeah, Owen wants to make a blood pact, and she goes ballistic. Oh, dude, that is, 
as soon as you see him start doing it, you're just like, oh, no, because we, we kind of forget he day. He has no idea. He has no idea of what not, she is and quite. what she can do. But <clears throat> we're so used to it by now. We almost forget. Like, I almost forgot that that he oh, shit, he has no idea. Like, what the fuck he's doing? Like, holy shit. Uh, that's that's like it's, it's like bringing kryptonite around Clark Kent. You know, you, you don't think about it because you have no idea he's this other person and how that's going to affect him. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Also, blood packs are so 80s, man. Like, I'm just remembering it right now at the end when they do the blood packs. I'm like, oh, you guys never really knew about AIDS back then, did you? Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, this is boy. A whole lot of people dying uh, uh, right now. Right yeah. Now. In that oh. circle of uh, it friends, at least three of you are dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Chloe just fucking... Uh, Chloe. Uh, Abby just transforms and she says, go away. She runs off and immediately... Like I, I, I actually really like the way she climbs the tree. It's a bit, it's a bit too digital, but you know, I like the way she kind of settles on that branch. Like she, fucking... she, she could have played a good X twenty two in Logan. You know, she would, yeah. she would have been good. She would have been good. She definitely would have been good. I think at that point she might have been a little too old though. Um, but yeah, she, she definitely would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she swoops on on the on the hot chick. You know walking a dog and man she goes to town i love this i love every part of this yeah this this is really this is really good especially i actually think it's better than the way they do it in the original just this attack scene not not the not the way the whole story plays out but uh in the original one literally the boyfriend just runs over and just kicks her once and she like gets off of her but this one i mean he's got to like pull her off and then when it gets her off she's attacking him and he's like holy fuck i mean her she, she's just so feral. This ferocity that she has is just so right. like, holy shit, you know, and they do it well. They they save them for really, you know, for really good uh, scenes and situations. So we're not just like, OK, we get it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, it's kind of a reminder of how uh, awful that she that she really can be. Right. And dude, the wound that she leaves behind is looks fucking gross. And I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But Owen has a conversation with his father on the phone. Do you think that there's such thing as evil? And, um, you know, the I guess the dad can't really get over his, um, his, his, his problems with his wife, right? Like, uh, it's just one of those adult things where you're kind of missing the signs of, uh, a disturbed child and you're kind of wrapped up in your own sort of life, your own problems, um, and logic, um, you know? Right. Yeah. Basically he's attributing this to like the divorce and what's going on. And, um, yeah, just to wrapped up, like I said, and what's going on, you know, to think that this could possibly be about a vampire living next door. (laughs) Right. And the dad's like constantly put your mom on, put me on, put your mom on. And I'm just like, you're, you're really, your child, your 12, 13-year-old child just asked you whether you whether there's such thing as evil. Like, is this really the best response? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, Owen goes to see um, Abby and asks if she's a vampire. Is that here? It, it is here, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, and it's the only. I think it's really one of the only mentions of the word vampire in the whole movie. Right, which I <laughs> kind of reminds me of The Walking Dead, where they don't mention zombie at all. Yeah, it's like it's like wolf. They never mention werewolf. You know. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we uh, cut back to the hospital. Uh, wild. This scene. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, I, um, I, I, well, because oh, I, I. Wait, sorry, Colin. Before we go too far ahead, this is like, um, just in that previous scene, um, that's where. That's where uh, Owen finds the photo uh, of, of, I guess it's the father and Abby as right, a younger. Yeah. And I think I, I was just about to say that, actually. I think that's what sets him off and he goes to yep. leave because yep. he's like, okay, I'm not just going to be, oh, right, send me the next one. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not just like a lamb for the slaughter. You know, I'm not going to do this just because you need someone to protect you. You know, that <clears throat> I, I, I think that I, I do like that. I like that he's kind of like reluctant to get to get into this. Um, but. At the same time, like he he understands the necessity for it. You know, it's not like she gets a shit ton of enjoyment out of this, but you know, it's I, I think it's kind of a double edged sword. Like, um, whereas Abby in the original one, she's really remorseful of of all of the deaths. She hates oh. that she has to do this. She she really is remorseful. Um, I, I I kind of do get the remorse from 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 Chloe though from her performance. Um, I, I do too. She's she's really solemn. She's really withdrawn. Um, but at the same time, I think once you're that old, and you, I mean, she just, you just have to understand this is something I have to do to live. Like, I understand, you know, I'm killing people to live, but if I don't kill, I die, you know? And like, I, I hate to be that kind of calloused about it, but like, I didn't ask to be what I am. Like, do I deserve to die? You know, it's kind of a interesting conundrum, you know, does she deserve, deserve to die because this? No, but should other people be killed? Well, no, it's like, you know, there's kind of a gray area there, you know, I think yeah. that's interesting. Definitely interesting, man. Um, we we cut back to the hospital. Uh, basically, the policeman is um, you know making inquiries. He's really he's definitely hot on this trail, right? Like he's asking um, the the husband. I think his name's Larry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's asking. He's really poking around. But in the background, dude, I I love things like this where shit just kind of happens in the background. Um, Virginia's just ripping into herself. Yeah, she's like cutting out her own blood transfusion yeah, and like eating man. on it. I'm like, oh fuck. And and this shot of her like before the blinds open and like just a, the shot of her like eating into her arm and like the sound of it. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I love all of that. Um, I also love when the blinds open. There are parts of this that I don't like. Mainly the digital effects. Um, it doesn't doesn't look too great, especially the nurse, like the the fire on the nurse. I'm like. Could have done that a yeah. little better, but um, I've never seen anything like this. Like, I mean, there are, there is a little bit of this in the in interview uh, with the vampire. Um, again, mainly with Kirsten Dunst's character, but never really like opening the blinds or the, the fucking whatever, and then immediately burst into flames. Like, that's cool, man. I love that. Yeah, no, that that, that shit was awesome. I <clears throat> I did kind of laugh because. The nurse just gets like, I'm like, what is your uniform made out of? Like asbestos? You just like lit up on fire like a Christmas tree. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it kind of lends to the supernatural side of it, side of it all. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. Um, Owen's trading himself some to, to some fucking pie. <laughs> uh, Mom's got a note on the on the fridge uh, meeting with the lawyers. Uh, you know, he's he's this kid is wholly neglected. Right, like, yeah, he's basically raising himself. Yeah, as much as much as you know, the mum is shown to care. Like later, when she's on the bal- like earlier when she's on the balcony, and she's like, "You said you want to leave the courtyard," and um, you know, she does care. It's just more like I'm wrapped up in this divorce with your father, and our problems take precedence over your problems. Mm-hmm. Right, which is a lot of the times how 
child soccer possible. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but that's how it happens. <laughs> I've I've read enough. I am one. I understand it. <laughs> yeah, I am one. I yeah. <laughs> right. I can relate. Um, but no, uh, she, she. I love this scene, man. Owen gets a visit from Abby, and he doesn't say he doesn't invite her in, and she just walks in, and she starts doing this crazy bleeding moment. Oh, this this stuck with me a little bit. Like just because her, her performance is great, man. Um, yeah, it's like somebody, it's like a giant hand has just grab, grabbed her and started squeezing. I'm like, holy right. shit, dude. Right. And and not only that, man, but the music, Michael Giacchino's music here, the way it builds up, it's like a kind of like a choir, like a like a vocal. Um, it's great. And she just starts she starts bleeding, man. She's like, what what is the significance of this, Colin? Uh, for, like, from your perspective, like, why does, why does someone need to say you can come in? Um, I don't really know like the origins of it or anything. I just, is this, I'm just because this uh, isn't a vampire thing. I don't think. I, I've, I actually, it, it is. Uh, it is. I, okay. Yeah, I saw it in first time I ever saw it was in Fright Night uh, with Chris Sarandon and his character. Because actually, it's a really big scene in Fright Night. Um, you know, he goes to rush. You know, because the vampires basically living next door to the main character. He rushes to ask one of his friends what he could do. He's like, "Your biggest defense right now is that he can't come into your home unless he's invited by the rightful owner." And dude, as soon as the kid gets home, the mom has the guy in the house having a drink with him, and it is it is a terrifying scene. It's fucking great. Huh. Um, but but yeah, as far as I know, that's always been kind of a thing about uh, like uh, the the like the folklore of vampires. I'm not sure where it originated from, but it's 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 something as far as I remember. A lot of them do ignore it, kind of like with the same thing with familiars. Um, but as far as I know, yeah, it's it's definitely a part of like the lore. Right, yeah, I I had no idea. See, again, another piece of pre-information that you kind of need to know when going into a movie like this. Um, and I I actually had no idea that it was part of uh, vampire lore. Um, but yeah, basically you kind of get this moment of uh, Owen and Abby smiling, literally the only time in the fucking movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which right. is in the... Which is in the outfit, and uh, basically Owen's mum comes home and she jumps out the window, but turns out she, I guess, supermaned her way across to the next window. Um, yeah. I I don't know, man. It's like the only moment where they're fucking happy, you know? It's, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. It's fine. Yeah, I like it. I like it because it's... It, you know, it's it, it kind of reminds me of uh, in Stranger Things when they sit down with Eleven and like give her the the wig and the makeup and the dress and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, like you're fit, you're finally giving someone who's had just this like crazy ass life like just a moment to just relax and just nothing's happening right now. We're fine, you know. It's like mm-hmm. just relax. I like that. Yeah. Uh, 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Very ironic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the policeman shows up to the apartment complex, um, and this is kind of where we get this really awesome sequence man i i love every part of this yeah i I love the way he pieces this together he just looks up and sees the window of you know he sees um sees owen's window boarded up and then looks over and sees the one right next to it boarded up as well he's like all right something's going on you know he's a good detective i was like all right cool like yeah something's going on on, but like i mean you wouldn't he naturally you wouldn't make the the logical jump oh it's a vampire he's hiding a vampire there yeah god no yeah, but I mean, like it's it's enough to warrant something, some kind of uh, investigation. But yeah, right. He goes to the apartment. Um, this is so. This is uh, Abby's apartment, right? Uh, yeah, because <clears throat> the mother's asleep in the other one. Yeah, 
Right. But what, well, what cracks me up is they're, you know, they basically, they go to her apartment. I guess he's stayed the night there or something like that. But the cop busting in, you know, after he hears the creek, no warrant, no just cause, no, no, no nothing, you know, no, nothing. nothing. <laughs> Brandishing a weapon, yeah. by the way. Like, I'm None like, of this you? is going to hold up in court, man. Like, whatever I mean, you it, find here, nothing holds up. Right. I mean, I, I get it. It's, uh, you know, we're here in New Mexico in 1983, but I'm like, come on, dude. Like, you got to have some kind of warrant or writ or something, man. Yeah, you need you need something. Um, and like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you need you need something and you don't need to raise the gun. Like, there's nothing here gave you the suspicion that someone dangerous is in here. Like, right. Um, for yeah. like two seconds, I honestly thought he was going to shoot the fucking hinges off from outside the door. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this dude is fucking going out, dude. <laughs> fucking wild, right? He busts in like a SWAT, SWAT officer. Also, <laughs> I'm like, Owen, oh, you might want to move, man, because this door's going to swing right into you, but it doesn't swing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like dude, just you better watch like, out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's basically uh, canvassing the apartment. Everything's, um, there's no light at all. Um, oh, by the way, we did go past the note. Um, you know, oh, and I'm in the bathroom. Uh, please don't come in. But you know, I do want to. I do want to hang out a bit later tonight. Um, I love her handwriting. It looks. It's I love. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, beautiful handwriting. But you know what it is? It's kind of like an old Victorian style. Yes, like it's absolutely. very old as shit. Like it's it's it it seems very old school. Um, and I, I really really dig that that touch, man. Um, the policeman approaches the bathroom, finds uh couple of uh sheets in a in a bathtub this is again another scene that i saw in the cinema um that was very sort of dislodged um and man wow man, a, a hell of a scene to see out of context right uh, and it totally <clears throat> was i knew it was about vampires but i didn't like yeah um I didn't know it was the climax of the movie, and I think I was a little disappointed when I watched it this time. And I was like, "Oh fuck, I know how it ends." <laughs> See, I, um, I like, I, I think, I think it's a false climax in a way. You know, it's kind of like pre-com. It like it's, it's like, it's like, it's not quite what you're thinking it's gonna <laughs> <Dog> be. <water. laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, but I like this scene a lot. Um, for you know, for a couple of reasons why you know, as soon as you know, for 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 one thing, um, in the in the original one, dude, fucking Owen pulls that knife out on that cop and he's like, hey, and he like oh. yells at him and he he distracts the cop and the girl jumps the cop and fucking eats him. So he's like a lot more complicit in in those things. Like he's ready to fuck that cop up, you know, to protect her. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's not much different from what our Owen does here. You know, he just distracts the cop long enough to let, you know, let uh, let Abby kind of get her, you know, sink her teeth in. Uh, but when she gets him, man, it's just like this, like, it kind of feels like the jackal from Left 4 Dead, like the way they jump on your back and you have to run for, I don't know just if anybody, if you ever played that game. Arterial blood. Um, oh, yeah, dude. I, I played it back in the day. The second one was actually banned here. Why? Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. The Australian classification board was really, really dog shit back in the day because we didn't actually have an R rating uh, for uh, games. They the, the R rating for games is very recent. That's crazy. So you guys actually rate them R? Like, we rate them M, just M for mature. No, so we, we rate them like our movies, so G, P, G, M, M, A, and R. So M, A is what most games are, but yeah, games like Grand Theft Auto are, are now. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the policeman bites it, bites the dust. I love the moment with the door. 
Oh, yes, that's great. That's just kind of showing you this. It's almost like, hey, this is your final chance to get out of this. And, like, if you mm-hmm. want to have any kind of normal life, like, help me and blah, blah. And he just shuts the door. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, man. Um, also, I mean, uh, Elias Cotillas's performance here is great as well, man. Like, he's so helpless. Like, he's he knows he's not getting out of this without even a little bit of help. Like, you know, even if does even if um, Owen does help him, he still knows he's not getting out of this. He's he's done for. Right. Um. And Abby walks out and just hugs him. You know. For one thing, I'd be like, stop hugging me and touching me when you have fucking blood all over you. I've yeah, had to throw away not? four outfits this week. Like, stop fucking hugging me when you're covered in blood. But you know what? This is a kid that was also just doing a blood pact and didn't mind getting anyone else's blood in his system, so I'm sure it's fine. I'm yeah, right. He's fine with that. He's fine with that. But, um, yeah, Abby, uh, Owen, I have to go away. And she just fucking books. <laughs> She's like, see ya, see ya. I just made you a complicit in a fucking crime. But, yeah, no worries. Yeah, they're going to find your DNA all over there, but, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, by the, by the way, you're going to have to clean up this body. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's what? what I was wondering. Like, does he go down there and stash the body, or does she go down there? I assume she does. Uh, goes down there and, and puts uh, Elias Cotillas's body in that broom that none of the adults know about. Um, I assume she goes down there and stashes it before she I goes. I assume that, too. Yeah, yeah I, I can't see. I can, imagine a deleted scene with Owen trying to haul the body. It's like really, <laughs> it's like really comedic. Like I'm just like, <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, as you said, you know, we get a, a cool pan over, um, and the bodies, the bodies down there in the basement, uh, and we we see uh, Abby leaving. Um, you know, it's all very sad and heartbreaking. And look, why? Why does she leave? Is it because, you know, it's there's too much too much attention here, or...? I think so. I think eventually someone's going to find out that this cop was nosing around here, or, you know, hey, you know, he's got a car parked right outside, he's got to be somewhere in this building, we can't find him. Uh, and, I mean, the lock is kicked off the front door. I mean, there's a scene there. You know, someone's, someone's going to... I, I think there's just too much attention in general. you got a dead cop in there, he's eventually going to be reported missing, you've got the lock kicked off the door... You know, it's, uh, and especially when people start noticing, you know, people aren't getting the mail, you know, there's a lot of different shit. So I think she's just, she's done this a thousand times, you know, she's like, I, I gotta fucking bounce. I know where this is headed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm with you there, but then it's also like, she spent all this time, like, um, manipulating Owen to become like this, this father and she just leaves. Right. I, I don't know if it's so much. Also, I mean, when she kills... Elias Cotillas. I mean, he does shut the door, but he he's he's not exactly happy with what's going on. So I think she can kind of start to tell, okay, this probably isn't for this kid. I'm just going to go somewhere yeah, else. This is a lost cause. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Right, right. And I, I think when she pops up back at the end, that's where it's like, okay, cool. Like, we're <clears throat> we're here to watch each other's backs because they both kind of save each other. So I think that's mm. where they're like, okay, we can trust each other now. Uh, we come back to the school. Uh, Owen's uh, doing the swimming lessons, which kind of gave me the feels because I used to do this, this uh, the, the the swimming lessons with the goggles and holding onto the edge and doing this kicking and like breathing stuff. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I learned to swim, man. <laughs> um, my parents just literally threw me in like a twenty foot pool and were just like, "Bye." No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> literally chucked into the deep end. Um, I, I got I got really fucking lucky because every pool I was in until I was like like 13 or 14 i could my feet touch the bottom and i was like halfway sticking out of the pool oh wow <laughs> I, I was like a three foot pool i'm like 12 years old and like two feet above water 
Oh, wow. Um, the bullies create a diversion, pretty much. Um, they light the dumpster on fire, and Mr. Zorik, the coach, goes out to investigate. Um, they lock they lock him out. Um, I fucking love me a good dumpster fire, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you like the DC Universe? Yeah, right. Oh, low blow, low blow. Matt's going to love that one. Matt's going to listen back, and he's going to be like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Um, But yeah, basically the bullies Including the brother this time um, I guess he was just like, you know No one does this to our family or some shit Like one of those moments Some kind of weird pride there, I don't know Yeah, I don't know, whatever Um, But yeah, they tell everyone to get out of the pool Uh, Owen runs to the lockers um, To get the knife, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah Mm -hmm. To get the knife And they corner him But it doesn't do shit I honestly thought for a moment that he was just going to, like, after the brother says, what are you going to do with that? I honestly thought that he was just going to fucking stab him. Like, I thought it was just going to go <laughs> right. ham, like, you know, but doesn't I, I think I think they give us, like, a false sense of that when he hits him in the head with the stick. Um, but uh, but part of me is, like, does he know, since he doesn't have Abby, on like, watching his back, like, he knows he's kind of, like, fending for himself, like, oh, I can't really be a badass like I was that day because I, I can't really fuck shit up. Like, I think his confidence is gone as well. Now that she's not there, he's kind of like, oh, well, shit. You know, like, right. I, I, I I think it it would have been kind of cool to see him get at least one lash out. But I mean, to fuck him up, like, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't it did. It did and did not surprise me at the same time. You know, part of me thought that Abby was created as a figment figment of his imagination just kind of like a, a watchful sort of protector yeah um because you know he's been bullied he's been uh absolutely broken at home as well um i i thought that you know some part of him created this imaginary friend uh someone who could like protect him but then you know all that kind of falls apart when you know you got the police o- police officer and you know everything's on the news and shit like that so um, but yeah, I, I do. I do like the idea of like Abby being um, a, pr- a protector, kind of like a Batman, if you if you will. Um, which kind of plays into this scene, this final scene, right? Um, Owen pretty much gets held underwater, um, and fucking. I guess they're looking out to murder this kid. <laughs> yeah. See, this this is this is where I. I liken this more to like it because we see this in in the not the novel and both the the film adaptions of it. Um, yeah, there's always that one kid that's taking it too far, and somebody in the group is like, "Hey, man, you know," and then he's the one. You shut the I fuck do, up, I, do it. I, I you do know, like blah, blah, that. Blah. It's I do like that. It's um, it's Kenny saying, "Hey, that's that's enough." Right. Yeah. Um, what I what I actually really love about the scene is in let the right one in uh, the blonde headed kid actually goes and sits down on the bleachers and he's just like I can't I can't be a part of this oh wow um, okay. which is really interesting because the, the, to to me this is the most iconic part of this movie I've seen this in a bunch of uh, top ten you know like horror lists and you know top one hundred scariest movie moments um, because it really? is it, I, I've seen it on some things because there's a lot going on but there's so much going on from a different point of view if we were above water holy shit imagine the dif- the different movie that this would be but because we're underwater and we're seeing everything from his point of view we're actually getting a better view than owen owen has no idea what's going on except for when he sees the head and then the arm lets go of him but other than that he can't see the kid getting dragged off you know or the kids coming in and out of the pool like he doesn't really see that um and i, th- I think that's I, th- I think it's awesome because um and let the right one in the one kid that sits out on the bleachers, she doesn't kill him. 
he he's just like he he basically wanted no part of it. Didn't do anything to stop it, but was like knew that he couldn't do anything about it, especially with these three other kids, you know, wanting to go with it. Um, but I I fucking love the scene. I think this is the best scene of the movie. This um, is yeah, another one of my favorite scenes. Awesome. Please please go watch the ending of this on Let the Right One In because I think it's I think it's done better. There's a little bit less action. Um, it's al- it's almost the same, just a couple little things different. Um, but I love the shot of just that kid's feet just dragging through the water. Yes. I was like, holy shit. I that love, is fucking terrifying. I love the um the, the kind of like the shot of the glass falling from above in the background. And then like you see it's Abby. It's it's literally her kind of like doing this really quick swim towards the surface, I think. Um, like just zooms right past him and like he, the the fucking head and the the ah oh, it's carnage man I love it right I love the kid upside down he just comes flying by Owen like in the water like holy shit how fast that kid is moving it's mm. just fucking nuts uh, I again I I do think they do it better and let the right one in it it's just a little bit more scaled back uh, because we, we get hear it. you like let the right one in yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you, you you hear it a lot more than you see it and I think once you let our minds kind of like make that up. Uh, for us, uh, you know, I, I think that's I think that's the best way to go. But I, I think this one is good. They don't they don't show too much. They show just enough. Any more, and I would have been like, okay, that's enough. Right, right. Um, but yeah, basically, Abby came back for him, um, and you get this closing scene uh, in the train. Uh, it's Abby's Abby's in the uh, in the luggage, and um, yeah, they're fucking headed off to. Probably not better times. <laughs> probably, probably uh, Owen becoming Richard Jenkins and wanting to fucking kill himself or burn himself with acid in the future. But um, yeah, they communicate via Morse code. Um, uh, Abby uh, apparently Abby taps high and Owen taps O X, which is hug and kisses. Ah, oh, uh, I was wondering. I was wondering what that was. I didn't bother to look I- it up. I had to look it up. I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know Morse code. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, essentially, how do you interpret this? Like, do you agree that Owens kind of replaced the father? Or yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I just, uh, I assume that because um, I mean, not to beat a dead horse again, and let the right one in. She has a shit ton of money. She has a lot of money. Ah. Yeah, that's because because she's had you know she's I mean she's been around for so long. Uh, I mean, she's not like a millionaire. I'm just saying that for two 12-year-old kids, they have enough money to make it, you know. Um, so I think that that's super interesting. Um, I don't know. I wonder how the hell this is going to work. You know, how Owen's going to get people, you know, like what what's he going to do? Chloroform people and hoist them up on a rope and, and, and slit their throats? Like this kid, this kid can't fucking... You know, this this kid could barely lift weights in the in the free weights room. You know, like like I, I don't know if you saw him like bench pressing that weight, and it was yeah. it was like a I was like, dude, that's like a twelve pound weight. Dude, <laughs> when like, he was getting hey. dragged through the uh, when he's getting dragged through the locker room, he looked like a human chicken wing. Yeah, right. I was like, Jesus, kid. Like this kid grew up to be like Doug Jones, who who's who's like the real skinny <laughs> guy in the suits. He's like. Uh, is he in Shape of Water? I think he is Shape yeah, of Water. Yeah, Shape, Shape of Water connection. Richard Jenkins got nominated for an Oscar for that. Oh, there you go. Uh, and yeah, Doug Jones is like Abe Sapien, Silver Surfer. I think he's yeah. in Penn's Labyrinth. Um, but yeah, he's, he he's in a he's in a shit ton of stuff. Either way, um, yeah, I uh, I just took it as this kid is now the new familiar. 
Um, I, I, I don't know exactly where, I guess they stand on their relationship. I, I think, I think that there's a line. I think that, um, I think that he's wanting something more of that. And I, I don't know if that's something eventually they, they come to, like, is this something she has like romantic and like sexual relationships with them? Like when they're younger and when they're older, it stops. Like, how does that work? Um, I don't really, I, I guess it's not super important, but if, if we're, to believe that this works from here on out. It's like, I'd be very interested to see what it is. Imagine that kid walking up and being like, hi, I'd like to get an apartment here. (laughs) (laughs) Like trying to get, trying to get a house and like, you know, put shit together. I don't know how the fuck that works. Um, But either way, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the movie. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the ending a lot. Either way, it's uh, the exact same ending as, uh, as let the right one in. Um, even if their character motivations are different, you know, we kind of still wound up at the same place. Um, and I, uh, all in all, I mean, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think I'm pretty much, pretty much cashed out. I don't really have anything else, you know, <laughs> honestly to say, um, other than, um, I did see, uh, do you know what the budget was for the original one? Oh, it must've been tiny, man. If it's Swedish, right? So probably a mil. It was like four. Oh, okay. uh, but they do. They made back like seven point three million dollars. Um, so like it, okay. it did. It did pretty well, like worldwide and stuff. Uh, but what are your closing thoughts? What do you think of this? Yeah, man. I think it's it's a great. It's actually a really. It's actually a great movie. <laughs> um, I I I think it's a, a, a just a notch above good. Um, you know, it's it's shot really well. Like the atmosphere is great. The tension is great. It's a very simple story. Um. It's a very simple story that's elevated by the production because the production is very, um, it, you know what? Now that I think about it, it feels very twenty million dollars. Not in terms of effects, but in terms of the way it's filmed. Like it feel it feels large. I don't know why. Um, it just it it does to me. Um, Great, great fucking performances, man. Like I said, Chloe Moretz for me is a standout. I, but I think only because she's got more screen time than Richard Jenkins. I think if Jenkins was given a bit more meat to chew on, um, he'd be the MVP. Uh, because the scenes that he 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 is in, the, he are whatever. Um, he's great, man. Like he's he's awesome. Like he really he really wears his character very well. Like he's. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I've been doing this my entire life. Why did I get involved with this girl? Um, he wears his characters just so well, man. Cody Smith McPhee is great uh, for his character as well. Like you know, he plays a very he tort- he plays a tortured character really well. Um, but I think again, he's a bit overshadowed overshadowed by um, Chloe. Um, she's great in this movie. Like I said, um, the bullies, uh, I think are the weakest part of this movie. I can't deal with that kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like you, man. I'm sorry. Um, and uh, e- even in 13 reasons why he took me out of it, I'm just like, I'm good. See ya. Um, but yeah, really well made movie, man. Um, it's very underseen and I think that's why I chose it. It's because it's very underseen. Um, I think, I didn't choose this because of its quality. It is quality to me. Like, it is very good. It's just a lot of people don't know about this movie. Like, um, you know, we 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 do... I, I have talked about a few people to this movie, and I'm sorry about this movie, and, like, not, not a lot of people are aware of it. But, um, yeah, man, great, great, great movie. Um, we did have a few comments on this. Did you happen yeah. to... Yeah. yeah. Did yeah, you yeah, ever yeah, see yeah. 
Yeah, awesome. Um, do you do you want me to start off? We we had a few actually. Yeah, I mean, I'll, the first one we got. Yeah, uh, short, sw- simple, sweet. My friend Clay Boynton. Uh, love this movie. That's oh, it. <laughs> awesome, Clay. Like, straight to the point. I love it. Fucking uh, Liana Fallon. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's, 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 still, she's still hitting you back for It Follows because she hated that movie. Uh, Dude, okay. I, 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 could, I could write, I, I could let her write and direct and star in a movie, and she would still give me shit for fucking picking It Follows for the first, for the first one. She's never letting it go. She's never letting it go. But she's like, okay, y'all have officially saved yourself from week one. <laughs> which is crazy, dude. Which is crazy because I'm like, dude, It Follows is a, such a better movie than this. And I'm not, I don't want to start like some crazy argument. But I was like, that to me, that is just like nuts. Like to compare Let Me In to It Follows because It Follows is just like, so, I mean, both of these are crazy good different concepts, um, but at the same time, just executed in totally different ways. Uh, and I just, I just, that's just my kind of movie. I think it follows <clears throat> more closely represents the let the right one in kind of style of like filmmaking, uh, like slow and kind of drawn out. Um, but yeah, I, I think mean, let I, me in's a bit more conventional and for, uh, modern audiences. Um, whereas it follows and, you know, from what I've heard of let the right one in, it's a bit more indie. Right. I mean, I can't, I mean, yeah, I guess just not everybody can have taste. Uh, oh, shots fired, Leona. Shots fired. She's um, so nice. She's, it's, she's it's been really awesome. funny but butting heads with her back and forth. It's nice. She's awesome. Um, Floyd Fry. Love you, Floyd. Uh, check out the pop list. Uh, he's He's been doing some awesome Halloween stuff on his, on his podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he just he commented, hmm, they are both really good, but there's just something tonal and atmospheric that just can't be duplicated from the original. Both good, though. Love the concept from the beginning. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Floyd. Um, do you want to read Scott's? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mr. Scott Buchanan. Australia. Uh, I seen it. Oh, is he? Nice, nice. He's, um, he's from our LSG. He's from the LSG community, um, and we met. I, I met him for the first time a couple months ago. He's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Scott Buchanan, uh, haven't seen it, heard good things, but after reading the book, I couldn't put myself past the bullying. Swimming pools and deformed cats on the big screen. Um, yeah, I, I haven't read the book. I really want to check it out now. Um, there's deformed cats? I guess in the book there is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's, I mean, I didn't see anything in the movie about that. Um, but I, I assume it's something to do in the book. Um, so I, I hate cats. I'm all for deforming them. So that's how, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I do hate cats, but I don't deform them. Um, but uh, but yeah, I definitely I definitely want to check it out. Uh, Stephen King actually did come out and say that Let Me In was like the scariest horror movie of the past twenty years. Uh, mm. Fuck that. Um, that's like <laughs> that's like the first time I've ever disagreed with something. I mean, like. That's literally like going against your king, dude. Like I mean, that's like that's like my fucking that's like my boy. Um, so to like disagree with him on something like that, you know, especially when there's, um, you know, because I, I, I'm guessing, um, like, like guessing, um, I'm trying to think. I, I guess with the time that this came out, you know, this is 2010. You know, we still hadn't hit like a good, like super good streak of horror. We had had a few things coming out that were really good, like. Like we were talking about on the break, taking up Deborah Logan. Then we've got It Follows. It Follows was, was that twenty? No, it was twenty fourteen. So yeah, like we were we were actually kind of like in the middle of some shit here because um, that horrible Friday the Thirteenth remake was in two thousand nine, and um, the not that great uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was two thousand ten. So um, you know there, we did have some not great horror movies around this time, right? Um, 
But yeah, uh, I like this movie a lot. Um, I I'm, I might pick it up. I'm, I might buy it. I like seeing the behind the scenes stuff. I'm definitely need to scoop up, let the right one in, uh, and definitely going to be scooping up the novel at some I point. I think I've seen like double packs um, being sold here. Ooh. Like, yeah, you can get both of them. That sounds fucking amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, get go. It's on Hulu, dude. Let the right one in is on Hulu. I'll give you my password. It's BBBBBB. No, I'm just kidding. I just go through and like, spit out all my information. It's like, and here's my credit card details. Yeah, right. Um, here's my... Here, yeah, here, <laughs> it's like, here's my security question for my bank account, my cell phone, and my... Uh, but... Um, but what, yeah, what, listen, what's your childhood name? <laughs> nickname? Yeah, right. Uh, what's the oldest name of your first nephew? Um, oh, boy. But um, but yeah, I had a blast talking about this. I was looking forward to talking about this all day. I am For sad sure. to see the midnight spooky f- feature train go, but there's always next year. There's always another Halloween, and there's always more horror movies to be covered. So, have you got anything else you want to say? Not really, man. Um, again, it's great to talk about this movie. Great to actually see this movie in its completion, <laughs> yeah. instead of just little chunks here and there. Um, it it definitely is sort of like a bit of a hidden gem. I think um, you know, very underseen. Um, but, uh, definitely worth seeking out. Um, and, and look, I haven't seen the original, um, so I can't really make any comparisons, but, um, I think it, I think it's def, it definitely stands apart for me. I mean, like you, you can definitely see it without seeing the original, um, and, mm-hmm. it, and it definitely, it, it's definitely quality in that way as well. So really, really had fun talking about this. Love talking about Matt Reeves. Uh, I do want to see more from that guy in the future. Really, yes. really keen to see what he does with Batman. Um, because man, he knocked those apes movies out of the park. Those, those last two movies made that trilogy. One of my favorite trilogies of all time. Like that first one's good as well, but, um, those last two, especially the middle one, outstanding. Mm -hmm. But yeah, man, love, love this movie. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, You got anything else you want to say, Colin? You, uh, you good? You tapped out? Yeah, I'm pretty much tapped out. I mean, you guys know. I was going to say, this is our shortest uh, feature presentation ever. Yeah, right. I feel like we should just keep talking just for consistency. Yeah, just no, roll just it on. Roll it on. Um, yeah, you guys know where to find us on all the socials and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, hopefully we're going to be covering. We got some special stuff coming off. There's a lot of stuff coming out, man. We've got Bohemian Rhapsody coming out. Fucking Red Dead Redemption just came out. Oh, um, boy. Oh, dude, there's that J.J. Abrams movie, Overlord, that's going to be Overlord. coming out. That looks fucking sick, man. Dude, like, reviews, that looks awesome. reviews for that are, are pretty strong, actually. Right, man. We got uh, so. I mean, we've definitely got some uh, some special shit coming up uh, here in the next couple of weeks, especially with Bohemian Rhapsody coming out. Might might have a special guest on there. Maybe don't want to spoil it quite yet. Um, yeah, but and but yeah, definitely. Oh, I was gonna say, oh, go me and Matt will be giving our reviews on Halloween on our upcoming attractions episode next. So stick around for that. Fuck yeah! Well, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you you uh, you follow us on all of our socials and all of that shit to see more of our great content in the future. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a good night and bye-bye.